Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. Beyond the Forgotten Realms and perhaps not far from Exandria, Atlaran and her two moon sky have seen leviathans, dissolutions, divine gates, and calamities. And that's only the last 5,000 years. Perhaps most distinct for her scars, Atlaran is host to a number of sacred or cursed sites, depending on whether you ask Bahamut or Asmodeus. Or perhaps you'll ask the old Balin gods, whom the world herself and her moons and star are named after. These places, like Mount Gear, the Monomarig Meteor, Drosdana, the Dawn Deep Trench, the Shattered Continent, the Greenhall Sea, the entirety of Garrett Eldathos, they all play parts in the world's fate. But it's the people that truly shape it. And every so often, little windows of time, short glimpses into exceptional people's lives, are plucked from the midst of the chaotic centuries. And we call them stories. They're not always epics of heroism and bravery. Quite the contrary. Every hero was once a bumbling fool, or a selfish mercenary looking to make a platinum. Or, in most cases, both. And that brings us to our particular window in time. Following in the footsteps of a scorned bard and her unlikely lone wolf companion. Or, perhaps lone coyote is more apt. Marin Veneer, a half-elven fighter with a love of freedom and gunpowder and a former bard relearning her musical skills. Marin was the daughter to a frail sun-elf laundress who passed away when she was still young. Left to care for her half-sister Sylphie alone, Marin grew up far too fast. In her desperation to keep her sister from starving, Marin accepted help from the Alteras and was lured into their poisonous web of abuse, theft, and murder. Forced to kill and torture, often those unsuspecting and even undeserving, eventually Marin dared to question her adoptive father Alistair and was slaughtered on the spot by her brothers just before she was 18. Sylphie was left to flee alone, but ten years later Marin awoke, revived by the Heidling cult. Sickly but determined, she recovered thanks to powerful magics and the apparent interest of Cynthia Moore, mother of the new King of the Arbiters, Silas Moore III. And, by Cynthia's order, Marin was given as a gift to Silas in the hopes that she would become his subservient partner, a suitable wife that would not question the Moore family thanks to her debt to them. Marin, however, had the spark of rebellion in her soul by then, and wasn't about to be controlled again. When Silas proved he supported her in the freedom of those crushed by the Arbiters, Marin reluctantly fell in love. Now with her fiancé at her back and the work to be done, Marin is ready for the long road ahead. She'll make sure no one suffers under the boot of the Arbiters or the Heidelin cult ever again. Kit. Just Kit, a shifter or elusir of the coyote totem and mildly devout cleric of Savros, the Balin god of mischief and wanderers. Originally hailing from Amnoblin as part of a group of natives called the Manamar and Dalmaric, Kit's people have always been harassed by the Skull or outsiders who seek to take their ancestral lands and waters. Kit's particular tribe was attacked when he was young, rendering himself and his brother Ren orphans and forcing their tribe to flee their home continent altogether. They found refuge in Irakel, but struggled to adjust to the change from sub-Arctic to equatorial desert. 
trusting in the sacred Mount Gear, heart of the world, to watch over them. Kit's people settled in the northern savannas, but Kit never settled, aimlessly causing trouble to Skull and taking mercenary contracts to send money home since he was 15. Kit has become a person of interest to the Guild of Wardens, enforcers who help keep the common laws. Thanks to Dana Fioris, a former troublemaking comrade who eventually went straight and became a warden herself, Kit has quite the dossier with the Wardens and rarely struggles to find work at their guild. And now, alongside Sylphie, Kit has his own scores to settle with the Arbiters, though breaking apart an organization of kidnappers and slavers would be reason enough to destroy them. video today don't know why it's not working okay that's fine uh I'm, give us an extra five minutes of play time okay it's fine hey. hey hello everybody and welcome to the other adventuring company i'm your dungeon master taylor wallace and joining me i have astrid knight yo yo and blake wolf i don't know why i said hi before it was my turn hi everybody yeah good job issues. you're having a lot more than technical issues right now well that's pretty normal Yes. Uh, well, hello, everybody. Hello. I'm, as usual, excited to play Dungeons & Dragons. Same. Though my rhythm is a little thrown off by not having the intro video, but that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> we also just... spent, like, 20 minutes beforehand uh, talking about WandaVision, and yeah. you were just like, I have not seen any of this, so I feel a little bad. No, it's... Here's the thing is I'm not that put out by other people discussing things they're into, even if I'm not into it, because it's interesting to hear other people theory crafting mm -hmm. and it gives the entire thing like a whole extra layer. Um, and that way later on, if I do actually see the thing, I have like this whole like background to be like, oh, oh, that's what she was talking about. Uh, kind of okay. thing. That's yeah. exciting for me. I know other people don't like it, but I kind of do. Right. Um, okay. it, it's for like the same reason that I like like behind the scenes stuff for movies, is because it's like you get a little extra, a little extra something. Yeah. But anyway, uh, last week uh, was episode twenty six, game number forty two. The Puppeted Puppeteer, which I thought was a clever title on my part. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I I know it's not that clever, but I thought it was good. Oh, um, that's good. You guys finished a, a few days rest in Hjolmanir after the untethering of Marin at the hands of Senna. Uh, Kit began experimenting with channeling his magic through the Ordenhide staff, which is now attached to him. Uh, Bull and Ansem and Silas sort of did their own thing around the town for the most of the, the week. Uh, let's see. Um, here and there, you all talked a little bit about what you think may have happened in the untethering uh, between Ansem and Marin, Marin and Silas, Kit and everybody else. And yeah, uh, too, too much of that to go into. Um, 
talked a little bit about how Delthair is awaiting Marin's visit after she won the uh, marksmanship contest. Uh, Ted popped up again after. Well, he didn't pop up again. He's been sick, but he's he's back. Um, talked to him about Marin's former puppeteer, and he all of a sudden told you, "Oh, I know who that is," and he went and fucking like told him to come meet you guys. So you decided to meet him in Green's March quite suddenly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, when you got there through a tree, uh, you found a crowd of the Green's March people and druids gathered in front of the temple where a half wood elf, half sun elf was standing alone looking very scared. Uh, Y'all hauled him inside the temple and talked to him, found out his name was Lucan Despar. And he was indeed Marin's puppeteer, though not a willing one, according to him. Uh, let's see. He also told you about family members of his who are also forced puppeteers, or so he says. Uh, Adrin, Elaine, Theric, and Nadvir, all uh, controlled by Kyla Uruvela, uh, who can apparently manipulate walkers through them. Uh, he explains that... His brother, Nadvir, was the uh, puppeteer for Jude Connell, who uh, you guys have met, but you know him more, uh, more because he was the reason that the Sefenhide staff was destroyed. Um, you guys weren't able to figure out who Ithane was tethered to. Uh, let's see... Marin gave a little visit to Tal Dunost and Mazigeldenir. And another quite sudden uh, event was that Lucan revealed that he knew where hidden Hydaelyn agents were. And y'all found out that the glassblower from Greensmarch that you sent to Volfira, Essie, was actually a Hydaelyn scout. So you went and questioned her and promptly half beheaded her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She had it coming. She, she had it coming. coming. Oh, uh, you guys uh, found out that she was specifically spying on Ren, but was looking at the whole village uh, with potential for them to be sold out to the Haldron company or something of that description. Uh, you ended up with Canamac Ambrose's help moving Ren to Constanos to the care of Ellen Estelle and Vosner uh, Kestrel, who, P.S., the ship, the Kestrel, is named after. Yeah. Uh, and talked a little bit more about, uh, talked to Kenna about plans to get Senna's pocket watch, Talon's pocket watch more specifically. Uh, and you are still in Volfira as of the morning of Yon 6th. It is still Yule until Yon the 9th. And uh, you, I, I believe, because you guys had been so jet-lagged by hopping around the globe, uh, it was pretty much decided that you were fucking tired and you spent <laughs> the night. So you wake up in the morning in the middle of the village in your respective little huts. Everything is pretty quiet. Normal. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, assume I assume as of late, Bull is either rooming with Kit or Ansem. You know, obviously Marin and Silas are always rooming together. Uh, Ted disappeared at some point yesterday. Uh, he didn't follow you, um, but he's feeling better, so he went off to do his own thing. Uh, you don't know where Lucan is currently. <laughs> I don't trust that. Well, you're waking up in the morning, and so this is sort of what you're gathering. That where the fuck is that boy? Yeah. Are we like? Are you out, Kit? Are you out and about? Yeah, I imagine or? I'm just wandering about the village. Okay. Being a so actually, things. Kit, a uh, perception check. It's crazy. Uh, thirteen. That's terrible for me. Uh, I'm going to say, just for the sake of story, that you roomed with Bull and Ansem was with Lucan, because Ansem's a good shot, no matter how far away Lucan gets. So, <laughs> as you're going about your the start of your day in Volfira, uh, you catch sight of Lucan at one of the outdoor kitchens in s- close to the middle of the village. Not everybody has their own kitchen set up in their own home because uh, they don't need to. Uh, but you see him like huddled down next to this clay oven, just kind of watching it alone. Oh, uh, that's weird. I guess I'll walk over to him. I'm going to sneak up on him. Okay, next stealth check. Because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> and it gives me life. Um, you always do that in 20. Volfira. 20. Yeah, okay. it is like Vol- Volfira specifically. Yeah. Like, I'm, on my, on I'm on my home turf. I'm on my preferred yeah. terrain because I'm not Yeah. A yeah. Uh, does not notice you. Uh, as you get closer... Uh, you see that he has cast off his black cloak and like all of his dark hiding clothes. Um, and you see he's now, he's probably picked up something local, but it's not like straight up Del Marig or Monomar. Um, he's wearing a, a red sort of sleeveless, like uh, not double breasted. What's that style of shirt called where the front comes all the way across and buttons down the side of the chest. Oh, I, don't I, know know. I know what you're talking about. Too, it's but it's like know. a very Eastern style yes. shirt, yeah. but he's got one of those. Um, and it has like a longer, uh, longer length to it. It goes like mid thigh and then uh, probably darker trousers, nice like Brown boots. Um, and he does have like a, a, a cloak with him, but he's not currently wearing it. Cause you don't need to here at the moment. Um, but he's just sitting there. Hair's kind of messy. Looks like he just woke up. And he's just watching something bake in this clay oven. He's like crouched down with his arms crossed. I'm going to sneak. I'm going to sneak up on him. Sneak. And uh-huh. I'm going to not use the the Ordenhide. I'm going to use my regular staff. And I'm just going to bop him on top of the head. I'm going to Rafiki. Yeah. Not that hard. I'm not going to try to kill him. Just going to be like a... Yeah. Yeah. Um, He instantly, like, jumps sideways. He's like, ah! Hello. Good morning. Yeah. Wow. You sure are jumpy. Well, 
you know, people out, out to kill you and all that. Um, how can I help you, Mr. Kit? I, I don't, what are you doing? Uh, making breakfast. Oh, you cook? Yes. Wow. Oh. Well, we're going to have to fight Bull for that later. Why would, why on earth would anyone fight that gigantic <laughs> monster? Monster? Well, monster. He's not a monster, but Rude. he's actually quite nice. But Rude. he's huge. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of oddly large, uh, freakishly tall. Um, yes. Yeah, I a titan, if you will. Yeah, sure. Um, he uh, uh, he likes to cook, so. Well, good. Then we can cook together. Mm. I I am making enough for everyone. Okay. Uh, did you? Sleep well? Is that a stupid question? Uh, I don't think it's a stupid question, but at first, no, but I sort of settled into it later in the night. You know, once I was sure that Mr. Molinark wasn't going to, you know, just pop me in my sleep. Uh, well, he has a habit of doing that to people, so keep on your guard. That's comforting. Yeah, he loved, he, man, he's killed so many people. Oh my gosh. Um, we've lost I sense a joke. Do you? Yes. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I don't know why. why I just hi. Hello. <laughs> if you wait around for like five, ten minutes, I'll have a plate for you. Okay, I can do that. Okay. And he sort of turns back to the oven and kind of like occasionally glances at you, like not really sure what to say. No, that, that's, that's fair. Um, do you, weird question. Do you have any yes. tree seeds? <laughs> tree seeds? Yes. Like acorns, chestnuts? Uh, not that I'm aware of. All right. I guess I'll just get my omega three somewhere else. <laughs> what? I'm confused as to why you're asking specifically for tree seeds. Because I like tree seeds. I think I have candied almonds. Oh, they can't be cooked. I only eat well, them raw. I'm on a strict raw whole food diet. Do you want me to make you something else? No, that's fine. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm not sure. Like, I I came into this thinking I'd be moderately familiar with all, how you all act, but once you're here in person, it's very different. Mm. Yeah, I mean, same. Sure. <laughs> Did you see that okay, super then. cool coyote statue they have here? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's so awkward. <laughs> yes, it's a rather nice work of modern art. Isn't it? Oh, man. Whoever made that is such a fucking master. Let me tell you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. None the wiser. Oh, um, good. 
eventually Bull wanders up, kind of like scraggly fur from having been asleep, and he's like, hey, that's my job. And <laughs> Lucan looks at him like, uh, should I, should I let you? And he's like, no, that's fine. Um, good morning, Kit. Hi. Hi, Bull. What? What? All right. Fine. What? What's you? Why are you mimicking me? I'm not mimicking you. <laughs> I heard another little bit of like Western Carol Shell in there. Nope, not sure what you're talking about. All right. This is so fucking awkward, Ben. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you guys go. Yeah. Well, uh, meanwhile, uh. Meanwhile. Now we'll get to the real uh, RP. Uh, <laughs> no, that the thing is, is that RP is too real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no like acting or like over dramaticism there. It's just oh, no, there's just how are you? I don't know uh, how are you. Uh, <laughs> it's real life, and it's it's yeah. yeah. Um. Yes, uh, Marin and Silas are waking up and getting around for the day uh, when you hear a knock on your little hut door. Oh, okay. I will go answer. Uh, you find Ansem there, who is also just woken up for the day. Good morning. Good morning. Um. So I don't know what the other three are doing, palling around, but um, are we? Are we going back to Amnoblin today? I don't know about today. I thought we were going to... We have to... We still have to get some anti-scry stuff. And I think we were going to Erisholm for that. So... I think we're going there today? I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. Alright. Just wondering. How was... How was... And I had, like, gesture to... Lucan. Yeah, you can just make out in the distance the, the hulking form of Bull over Kit and Lucan. Um, and some glances off in, in their direction says, uh, unnervingly pleasant. Wonderful. He cool. doesn't fit in very much with the misery in this group. <sighs> I'm sure we can I'm sure after just a few days with us he'll fit right in we can, yes uh, I'm sure the trauma will come out yeah. and he just turns and walks away We're toward the other three down here. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Marin as you're about to close the door you feel Silas put his head on your shoulder he was listening it's like oh, I'm going to Eris home then I guess so. Well, I'll have to talk to Kit about it, I guess. He's well, the one yes. with the trees. Yeah. Um, so. Maybe we can pick up a few things there as well. There's bound to be more interesting supplies in Harris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be a good opportunity just to stock up and everything. You need to make sure you're extra hidden because we're going back into Arbiter territory, and uh, that makes oh, me yes, nervous. I, I'm going to talk to Kit about that. I have an idea. Okay. Okay. 
Um, well, <laughs> assuming that later tonight we don't have anything crazy that comes up, which with our track record, who knows? Um, I don't know. Do you want a, a date with your patron? I thought you were going to ask me on a date, but all right. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we can do that instead. That's fine, no, too. No, no, it's fine. I, I know you've been waiting for a long time for the opportunity to talk to him. Well, if, we're, if that's coming up, I just want to give you the opportunity now to tell me anything you want me to hear from you first. Well, I mean, yesterday I already told you some of it, at least the things that'll get me slapped. And that didn't happen, so I'm sure he can't tell you anything too bad. Okay. Um, I don't know how he's going to go about this. I don't know if he's only going to speak with you or both of us, or... I I don't know. Well, I promise I'm not going to try and, like, root around in your dirty laundry or anything like that, but... I mean, what worse can you possibly do to me? I grew up with Cynthia Moore as a mother. You, good luck. Uh, I know. I'm. I'm just telling you that I, <laughs> I am know. trying to be respectful of your boundaries, and I just, if something were to come up, and if it were to be like, you know, a thing that you hadn't told me yet, that maybe you would rather you tell me. This is... Never mind. This was... No, I get what you're getting at, and I yeah. appreciate it. I... I don't think there's anything to... No. And he also is not the sort of per- person, ghost, I, I don't know, to share those sorts of things anyway. Okay. But I don't think there's anything really missing that I would be embarrassed of. Okay. Can I make an insight check on him? To sure. There's so much that. trust in this relationship. Well, no, I'm just, I don't know. There's been some issues. The like, issues with... are all you. That's not true. That, never mind. I'm just making an insight check on it. It was really bad. <laughs> Ten. Silas is... Famously hard to read. Great. Cool. Like, it's his whole thing as King of the Can't get shit on him. <laughs> Alright. Mira but, can never lie, and Silas can, you can never tell if he is. Nope. Yeah. Uh, but cool. as as you're talking, he like gives you a gentle nudge out the door and yeah. starts you walking toward I'll breakfast. Um but yeah, as you get over there, uh, Lucan is pulling uh, what looks like some kind of like breakfast quiche out of this oven. 
Um, it's 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 not quite a quiche because it does have like a crust. What is that called? That's a quiche. quiche has crust. It, it, it has well, it has like a bread crust. That's a quiche. quiche. I thought quiche was just egg. No, no, quiche always has a pie crust of some sort. Yeah. Well, this this is like a thicker like bread crust, like a bread bowl with like breakfast stuff stuffed into yeah, it. That's the same thing. Anyway, that's a quiche. Um, yeah. He he pulls this out like a hollowed out circular loaf of bread that is just like full of eggs and bacon and all that fun stuff, and he sets it on like this little wooden tray he found. Um, as Marin and Silas arrive, he sort of straightens up like a little bit, and he's like, "Good morning, Miss Veneer, Mister Veneer, Miss Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Morning. Um, would you like some? Uh, that's fine. I'll probably just grab an apple from one of the huge apple trees that are here. Oh, okay." And he just sort of starts slicing it up and giving portions to anyone who wants some. Uh, Silas kind of follows your lead. Yeah. I guess I'll just, like, go over to one of the big apple trees and just do the little, like, Uh, I'm gonna need a dexterity check for that (laughs) shit. Yeah. These are some big-ass apple trees. Yeah, I guess they are pretty... But I have wonderful dexterity. Uh... Wait, did my... Oh, was that from my last... I felt my dexterity is super high. Um... 16? Okay. You walk up to one of the trees and trying to maintain like a cool composure, you go up and you just kind of knock it with your arm and you're like... And then you kick it, and actually some apples fall off. <laughs> Just rub one on my shirt and take a bite. It it tastes like Irakel. Like an apple. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try my quiche. Do I die? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Um, it is surprisingly good. Um, there's not a whole lot to be had in the way of, like, extra ingredients, like, flavoring-style stuff here. Um, but Lucan knows what he's doing, even with limited, like, supplies. So it's very enjoyable. Uh, I mean, it's got bacon in it. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, after we get through our stuff, I will cut a couple other pieces and go over to Marin and Silas. They're sitting under a tree, side by side, eating an apple. I will hand it to them. I'll be like, I already ate mine. I didn't die. You can eat it. I mean, I didn't think it was poisoned. I just didn't want it. Do you still not want it? As I'm like waving it under her nose with the, all the bacon smells. It smells really good. I'll grab it. I'll save it for later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just nothing drop like, the plate into your bag. Yeah, nothing like no. a good, good pocket quiche to get you going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the best when it has lint all over uh, it. So. Indeed. Mm-hmm. 
You seem to be warming up to him nicely. I mean, he's going to be hanging out with us. We might as well not treat him like garbage. I'm not treating him like garbage. I don't know what you're talking about. Is that so? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) You know, he didn't choose to do what happened. Well, he still did it. If someone came here and held a knife to Silas's throat and told you to do something, would you do it? I'd probably shoot them in the head. Yes, because that's... And I will also remind you that you were going to do some pretty bad things in the name of getting your sister back, so... Yeah, and I didn't. You would have what you would have Kit, I think it's really easy to to say all this stuff when you're not the one whose whole everything has been violated. No, you're probably right. So forgive me if I'm not willing to, like, I don't know, be his best friend, trade friendship bracelets with him or anything like that. We're not quite to that point yet. I still have to teach him the braid. Um, but I just, He's going to be the Lex of the group. Yeah. Uh, you know, just... It's okay to eat breakfast even if he makes it. I will take a very small bite of the quiche. Happy? I would prefer that you ate a balanced meal, but sure, that's a good place to start. I Don't... I'm not gonna punch him or anything anymore, okay? I just... It's gonna take more than a day. It's fine. Take your time. Just make sure you don't skip meals. I'm not... An apple is a perfectly fine meal. Prince Silas even looks at you. <laughs> are we going to Eris' home today? <laughs> where are we going? Is that where you want to go? Well, we have to get anti-scrying stuff still. And you said Eris' home would be a good place Oh, yeah, to that guy is there. Alaro yeah. and... and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sundrick sundries and strangeness. We, we can go there if you want to deal with that person. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. You you dealt with them. Are they like a weird guy or they're, something? Yeah, they're weird, yeah. Thank you. That, <laughs> I don't know. We deal with a lot of weird people. That we are a lot of weird people. That's true, too. So I don't think it'll be that weird. Okay. Well, sure. Okay. Yeah, we can go there. I'm sure I know a tree or two. Okay. Cool. Whenever uh, you're ready. Well, the last time we were there, it was with Sylphie. And we do have a contact with the Sentinels. Oh. They're um, a Lord Tanris. So if we want to, we could stop in and see how that's going. That might be they helpful. Have, they usually have a lot of information on everybody, and they might also know where people like Kellogg or Alistair are. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, they might even know where Cindy is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll talk to him. Okay. Yep. Uh, okay. We'll go to Eris Hall. All right. Let's go. Alrighty. So you gather up the other Chuckle Fox and get on your way. Come along, Chuckle Fox. <laughs> and then we we yeet it through a tree. Yeah. Yeet. Um That's the verbal as, of the spell. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you as you guys gather up, um Ansem approaches all of you and says, I think I'm going to catch up with you all. Uh, do you have I have my contacts, yes. Okay, because we're probably once we get the anti scrying stuff, we're probably going to go back to Hilmanir and then head toward Tildunost. So, I'm going to meet you there tomorrow, yes. Okay, I have some things back home to take care of. Okay, well, just, I don't know, bundle up, don't leave the house without your hat, I don't know. It's summer in Gerardaldatha. Well, when you go back to, never mind, alright. I appreciate the gesture. I guess we'll see you tomorrow then. Please, don't die. What could possibly I, happen in one? No, day? no, no, no. No, I definitely say that. Louis, fine. It's not like there's another walker in Eris home that we left there and completely forgot about. Wait, what? No, wait. I know vaguely about this. Yeah, you know about tomorrow. Yeah, and Lucan kind of perks up. Do you say tomorrow's name? Uh, sure. Lucan does perk up. He's like, oh? Yeah? Oh, you know him. Know who's puppeting that one? I, I don't know him. I've heard his name before. Who's um, puppeting him? I don't know. He's sort of inconsequential. Oh. That sounds rude. Uh, Not that's, I mean, considering the other things... The cult has done stealing a bunch of gold doesn't seem like much of a thing. Yes, he's a he's 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 really just a thief in the employ employ of the cult. Okay, well, we have a num. I hate saying we. I'm so sorry. there are a number of walkers around the world whose sole purpose is just to bring in money. Great. Well, maybe we can say hi to him when we're there. Let's I go. don't know if he's still there. What do you mean he's not still there? I thought he was saying... I, with I said I don't know if he's still there. I turned to Kit. I'm like, he's staying with Lord... Tanneris. Lord, what's his... Yeah. That guy, right? So that oh, that's where still we there. left him. What? No, Lucan. What? <laughs> uh, says, um, the Tanner's estate isn't there anymore either. The whole estate mm-hmm. is gone. Well, the house is certainly gone. 
Where did the house go? In fact, I do believe it was burned. Of course. Uh, several months back. Do you know where this, where they went? Lord Tanris, uh, I don't remember hearing he was killed, so I assume he went to Haven to rejoin the Sentinels. Well, a good thing we're going back there. Yeah. So much for that extra um, information. And Silas speaks up at this point and says, um, Kit, uh, you have that, that hat, don't you? Marin has it. Did you give it to me? Yeah, I let Marin borrow the hat. Let me borrow it. Okay, I'll give it to him. He pops it on his head and he becomes a, uh, what would he choose? He would probably choose a tiefling, just to be something completely different. Mm-hmm. So he puts it on his head, the hat disappears, and you see uh, sort of dark indigo horns curl back and long black hair. Pretty much the same outfit, um, indigo skin, uh, sort of a purplish, light-tinted eyes, um, beard. I like it's it's Silas beard. as a tiefling. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I like the beard, but then I forgot he has a beard. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's not normal. that's not different. Okay. That's better. Yeah. Alright, well we can go at any time. I guess we'll have to pay for lodging this time. Unless you guys want to stay with like a bunch of kobolds who are crazy. Those guys disappeared. When we were oh, there. They? Yeah. Yep. They were probably part of the cult too. Probably. Maybe. That yeah. We me. never figured it out. Yeah. We never we never followed up on it. Well, I guess yeah. we can just go and is that where Laura Bain is or is she at No, that's Port Natalie. Okay. Yeah. Uh the Water Marshal Zed, Zed is in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess we could go piss off the wardens, but other than that, there's not really much we can do there besides get stuff. That's fine. I mean, that's what we're going to try and do until Donost anyway. We're trying to get information when we go there, so. Okay. Well, well let's, uh, let's go split a tree. Blue skidoo. We can, too. Okay. Wow. You go find a, a nearby large enough tree, one of the apple trees. I mean, they're the only trees. And yeah. you split it open. And Didn't he also make a pear tree? I felt like there was a pear tree. I don't remember. Yes, I made I made like quite a few apple trees, but there so there was the ring of apple trees and then I did a line of apple pear, apple pear, apple pear. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they've, they've got a thriving collection of fruit. Okay. Um, so you head through uh, to the the only tree you can really remember well uh, would probably be one near the merchant's house uh, that you hid near, you know, where the oh, bushes yeah. were and you... Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so you basically pop into their yard. Uh, <laughs> just boop. Uh, as you step through with everybody, uh, the first thing you notice is that the house isn't there anymore. Oh. And neither is some of the block. Uh, the tree's a little charred, but it's still alive. Um, what? For now. Yeah. Uh, and while the rest of Erisholm looks pretty much the same, there was definitely a bad fire here. And it looks like it's been a while since the fire. Like, to the point where a lot of the debris has been cleared out, but the actual, like, uh, building foundations haven't been removed. Well, uh, this place looks significantly more crispy than the last time we were here. Mm. Yeah. Um, you do see the usual mix of, well, usual for Harris, mix of a lot of different types of people walking down the streets. Um, as it is winter, as you are in the Northern Hemisphere still, um, not as many people as last time when you were through in summer. Um, significantly more of the like human Goliath uh, variety, significantly less of the Tiefling and Dragonborn variety now. Um, cold weather doesn't agree with them so much. Uh, but uh, yeah. Everything is pretty quiet. Um, and as Silas steps through, he's just sort of maintaining very, like, trying not to catch anybody's eye, even though he looks nothing like himself. Yeah. I'll just, like, give him a little hand squeeze. Be like, no. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. And uh, the first thing Bull says is, this is where we got the dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the dogs you left in... Yeah, didn't you leave them in Grand's March? Yep. We should have picked them up when... (laughs) No. I don't think that would have been very smart. No. No. Mm. I mean, no. No, I look at Silas. No, right? Like... No. 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 Mm. No. No? Like... No. No? Okay. Absolutely not. (laughs) Do you know what a hassle pets are in D&D games? Good lord. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you forget about them every five minutes. Yeah. They die. Uh, so what you guys doing? It's they're just like horses. They like run off, <laughs> and now yep. they're they're you know she free. She free. She yeah. ain't free. Trust she me. dead. She free from this mortal coil. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> Where are you guys going? Uh, let's go to Alaruen to yeah. the strange sundries and serendipity. Sun Sundrake sundries and strangeness. Yes, yes. sure. The strange. Stuff. The strange sundrake. Yep. yep. Sure. Uh, you make your way into the main drag of town, uh, where uh, the main street that runs through seems fairly busy. A lot of like cart and horse traffic going through, um, and you turn off one of the slightly smaller side streets to look for the gaudy Constanian style. 
uh, corner building with the the golden letters uh, painted across it. Like imagine imagine Mrs. Lovett's pie shop, but like decked out in gold paint. Cool. Very 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 yeah. garish. Yeah. Uh, you do you do find it. Um, it is uh, currently dark, and the windows are boarded. Oh boy. Shit. <laughs> and there is a sign on the front door. Let me guess, you went to Haven. Everybody went to Haven. <laughs> Everybody fucking went to Haven. <laughs> no, uh, the sign on the front door says closed for the winter. Come visit us in Cascus Val. Where is that? Not Cascus Val, Constanos. Oh, oh, I was just he- there. He would not go to Cascus Val because that's where he would immediately be enslaved. Uh, yeah. Well, if I would have known, I would have stopped. Okay. Is there anybody else in town that could give us magical shit? I mean, we can take a look. Okay. <laughs> Make some make uh, perception checks. Perception yes, checks. Yes, great. Oh my god. Oh my god. Twelve. Natural one. Jesus. Oh. Or a uh, you Kit does remember that Alar was basically the only guy you could find in this town before. I think I said that when you were last here. Uh, the only guy who really carried anything magical. Uh, the next most magical thing you're probably going to find is like an apothecary with healing potions. Jesus. Well, well, we came here for nothing. <laughs> to be fair, we didn't know that. I know they were snowbirds. I know. It's not your fault. It's just uh, oh, I know. Fun. Uh, so do we want to find some trouble to get into? What kind Let's of go to the wardens. They have a job board. Maybe there's something we can murder for fun. T- today in one day? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm sure they have like a rodent problem or something. Okay. I mean, Do you think or we maybe could lay around all day. Eh. Sure, why not? Uh, so, I want to... Let's go to... Uh, wow. Thoughts. I will lead us to the wardens and uh, while we're on our way there I want to keep my eye open for like uncooked tree seeds just laying on the street yes or no I mean like for sale or they have people they're like get your chestnuts I'm like please give me the unroasted ones please uh well this is Eris home so lovely hot potatoes <laughs> it is it is Yule, so you would find like roasted chestnuts, but they probably wouldn't have any raw left to sell you. However, uh, you would have access to. I mean, throughout Northern Harris, uh, evergreen trees grow everywhere. So if you wanted to like go find a bunch of pine cones, you could definitely do that. That's lame. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? You're asking for tree seeds. I want, like, fruit, nuts, things you can eat. 
Well, you didn't say you were looking for fruit. You just said tree seeds. Okay, I want nuts or fruit. You can find fruit everywhere. Okay, I want to buy some fucking fruit. Alright, what are you looking for? Literally anything that's not... No, literally anything. Okay. Well, uh, you'll probably be able to find... It's going to be expensive because it's winter. Um, but you'll probably be able to find, like, shipped in... Uh, what would they have this time of year? Uh, Oranges. Oranges. Now you'll you'll probably be able to find things like um, fuck. What grows in that part of the world? What grows in jungles? A, a Manners. Kiwano. What the fuck is that? Uh, a fruit. Um, okay. Kiwi. Yeah. Uh, you'll be able to find a selection of tropical fruits and like durian and mangoes, mangoes and probably Pies. jackfruit. Yeah. Papaya, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tropical, tropical and like citrus fruits are what you're going to be able to find. Okay. So citrus, I will definitely do citrus like lemons, oranges. Okay. All right. So I, I want like, I want like five lemons. And five oranges. Okay, that'll probably run you like two silver, which is pretty fucking expensive for fruit, that's, but it is winter. That's fine. I will give them their two silver. They put them in little net bags for you. Wow. Do they come gift wrap <laughs> too? No. Oh. Well, Poor fruit stand worker. Yeah. And you fruit, and you just go, Wow, it's <laughs> just like, What? It's all I could afford. <laughs> no, it's fine. You're doing fine. I weave the nets myself. There's no such thing as plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Oh God. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that'll do me. Um, and then let's go to the warden. Yay. Yeah, while while Kit is searching around for fruit, uh, you guys do see Lucan doesn't wander off, but he does go off a ways, and you see him start purchasing things from different vendors, like small bits and pieces, uh, mostly food vendors. Oh, he's like our he's our Ignis. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, can I also keep my eye out for any like? Anybody selling weird magical items, like just odd things, like something similar to the magic bucket? Uh, you're never getting another magic bucket. No, that's yeah, fine. we didn't. I want you to totally <laughs> just make something up again. Yeah, so that I can yeah. use it against you later. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> make. A, I mean, there'll be some exotic merchants around. Uh, let's see. Make a investigation check. Of the we marketplace. Didn't, we didn't buy the magic bucket, right? Oh, I bought got, the bucket. Like, yeah, you, you bought it at, uh, bought Lysander, it at, Corage's, at Lysander Corage's uh, oh, Arcane Emporium. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, that's right. I am rolling like what? shit today. Five. Five? Yes. Healing potions? Maybe a couple like effect potions? Uh... What kind of healing potions do they have, actually? Basic. Oh, can I buy two of them? Yeah, you can probably find two. Uh, how many healing potions do I have? Okay. Uh, how much is it? It's like 50 gold a piece or something? 
Uh, they'll be 60 gold each so this time of year. 120. Okay, I took two. And while you guys are wandering around, give me a perception check. Be better. Thank you. Uh, Ugh, I'm rolling terrible too. 24. Five. Wow. Okay. Um, Kit, as you're going around, um, just after you finish like purchasing your potions, you're noticing somebody kind of hanging around and like f- kind of following you guys. Like he, they, he, you don't know. Um, they kind of like follow Bull for a little while and then split off and follow Silas for a little while. What do they look like? Uh, let me grab their picture real oh, quick. There, they have they, a picture. That means uh, we have to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are. You can tell right off the bat they're fire genasi, which is fairly rare, and kind oh, wow. of why they stick out to you. Um, man, I need to find a that dead column is filling up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. take some people off of it eventually, but I kind of oh, no, like I having have... a running list of people we murdered. Yeah, <laughs> I I kind of like a, a list of like dead major villains, so I may take a couple people off of it. I love that um, there's there's three villains on the dead list, and the rest of them are all characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have a great track record. Yeah, we do. Fuck! I don't know what I did with it. Well, I remember what they look like. Um, so, the uh, most fire Genasian at Laren have like anywhere from sort of dark umber skin to solid black, like obsidian, uh, and many of them have some like warm color to their hair, or it almost looks fire-like, like it fades across colors. Um, this person has uh, just the sort of top long, the the undercut, um, pulled back currently, like kind of like Bo's bun. Um, and you see little cracks in their skin, this ebony black skin, like lava cracks. Um, and they're wandering around in this uh, red vest and uh, long-sleeved white shirt dark trousers, tall boots. Um, you see they carry a long sword strapped across their back. Uh, it looks very shiny and like it's never been touched. Um, but they're just kind of strolling along. I'm going to, since I noticed this and Marin is like, has no idea. Oh, and, and like chin strap beard, no okay. mustache. I'm going to, is there a way for me to like go around maybe a stall or a vendor or something and come up or behind them? Uh, make a stealth check. And sorry, they don't have a beard. I'm thinking of a wrong, the wrong character. Yes, much better. Um, fuck, 23. 23? I'm going to let them do a perception because they're kind of watching you guys actively. Perception. Uh, they don't notice. All right. I'm going to go around. I'm going to do like two trailer park girls to go around the outside. Um, <laughs> and then I am going to 
sneak up behind them and take out not the Ordenheim, but the other staff. And I am going to hold it out in front of me, like pointing it at them and be like, why are you following us? So do you approach them from the back or? From the back. I'll give them a little poke. And they stop. And they look back over their shoulder. You see these um, sort of vibrant, fiery eyes that actually shift color slowly. Mm. Um, And they look at you and kind of give you a grin. And you see ever so slightly pointed, like canine teeth. Um, They're like, hello. Why are you following us? Uh, Would you believe me if I said it was for fun? Probably not. Well, it's for fun. Inside check. Go ahead. Oh. Also, this character design is very similar to the villain in Perception Check, BT Doe. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I haven't read that yet, I know. so I don't know. I know. Insight? Yeah. 24. That's what you said. 24, um, you think that maybe it's a partial truth, Mm. but they seem to know something, like they're more familiar with you than just following you for fun because you're interesting. Me or somebody else in the party? You're not sure. Insight doesn't go that deep. Gotcha. Who do you work for? I work for mostly myself, but it depends on who's paying. I don't, I don't trust you. You really shouldn't trust anyone you just see on the road. That is true, especially since you kind of sound like every single person that's ripped me off in Skyrim. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I'm yeah. glad they sound like that because that's what I was going for. Uh, what? Uh, why are you in Aris hey, Hall? Hey, brother, are you interested in some skooma? Um <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Hi you, there, you brother. Ask? Would you like to? Oh, hi there, brother. Oh, hey there, if, champ. Would you I like let... to buy yourself some scuba? <laughs> I, if I let the accent go far enough, it actually becomes jester. Weirdly enough. <laughs> um, but they turn to face you fully, and you see um, an additional detail: this uh, medallion around their neck that has a stone hammer hanging at the end, upside down. What do I recognize that? Um, you don't have to make a check because you, I, I never really went into this with Alicia, but when I first introduced Marin, Marin had one of these. Um, Not because Marin is dedicated to Zarai, the goddess of war, uh, but because the group you worked with in Moor's Rest used her symbol as one of their symbols. I'm glad you uh, wrapped that up because I think I listened to that recently. I was like, oh shit. Marin had no, a religious she, she had she had no affiliation. It was just a okay. symbol that they used to recognize okay. each other. Yeah. Um, this one is a little bit different. It's a little more traditional, um, and it doesn't have a circle around it like Marin's symbol did. Um, it's just the hammer hanging upside down, this sort of square-ended hammer. Uh, I guess I will... Maybe you probably you probably shouldn't be following us because we are being followed by things you don't want a part of. 
I mean, most interesting people in the world, that seems to be the case. Okay, so who who are you? What's your name? What do you want? My name is Ro. Ro, R-O-E? Nope, just R-O. R-O, that's suspicious. Um... (laughs) And you hear footsteps come up behind you, and you see Silas standing next to you, also staring at this person. He's noticed you sort of broke off to look at them. And the the person shrugs, says, just roll. I kind of turn back to Silas, and I'm like, do you know the asshole's name Ro? No. And... Uh, Silas looks at him and says, Ro what? And Ro shrugs, says, just Ro. Well, then, Ro of where? And Ro kind of smiles, and you see the pointed teeth, and he says, uh, they say, I like that, Ro of where? I'm going to keep that. So where are you from originally? Uh, Your guess is as good as mine. You don't know where you come from? Nope. Okay, well, I don't need any more dementia cases than I already have, so we could probably, <laughs> like, GTFO. Um, and can I notice that they Yes, have- you have okay. all seen this now. Okay. What's going on here? Who's this? Do you want to try getting him to answer a question? Because he's, like, the slipperiest motherfucker ever. They. They. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, sure. I mean, I have my ways, and I pull the ace of spades out, and like, (laughs) all right. You want to tell us who you are and Um, what you're doing here? I did find a picture for them. Uh, imagine it without the beard. Uh. Okay. Oh, are you gonna put it in roll twenty or no? It's yeah, in it's in yeah. Oh, it's not showing. Oh, I see it. Oh, there it is. Now I see it. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That's vaguely what they look like. The long okay. ears, um, but no no beard. They um, look sus. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, you pull out the Ace of Spades, and Ro doesn't flinch. He just... They just... I, sorry. Uh, this is why they I'm just, confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, they're just as confused. Oh, okay. uh, they they look down at the gun. They're like, "That's very pretty. Where did you get that?" None of your business. All Where? Right. Who are you? What are you doing here? Why are you following us? And he smiles. Or, God damn it! They smile at Silas. I I fuck up my own pronouns all the time, so this is par for the fucking course. <laughs> um, they look at Silas and say, "Apparently, I am now row of where." Great. What are you doing here? Why are you following us? Uh, for fun, as I told your friend here. No, mm, no, no, I don't think that's true. That's not the whole truth. No. You are very perceptive. Thank you. I roll pretty well. I have a plus nine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lucan and Bull join you guys too. And Lucan kind of peers around at them like confused uh, and Lucan, Ro just smiles. 
Uh, Ro just smiles real big and friendly, and Lucan shakes his head and says, I feel like I would remember somebody like this. Okay, well, I'm about ready to get not so nice, so tell us again, why are you following us? And if you say for fun, I'm going to do a warning shot through your foot. <laughs> it's not much of a warning shot, is it? Oh, for me it is. Yeah. I, would, you know. I would not mess with her. She has... Yes. Yeah. Um, they reach inside their vest and pull out a little rectangular box and say, oh, no. I'm a fortune teller. Oh, fucking of course you are. <laughs> Can we stop... I like turn to Mary. I'm like, can we stop running into these crazy fucking psychics on every goddamn continent? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, do you think if we throw a coin at him, we'll get something for it? Like, it, is this a similar? Uh, situation? I can answer that for you. Yes. No, I mean, like, so we met this old bitch, like really old, like older than time, and she, we gave her, we gave her money, and she turned it into platinum. Oh, I don't give money back. Oh, oh, you're you're a no returns kind of all sales are final <laughs> kind of psychic. Okay, so you're like Sylvia yes. Brown. Uh, less uh, less controversial. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes that Sylvia Brown. Um, she's probably uh, from Constantinople. <laughs> why why are you following us if all you do is tell fortunes? Uh, would you believe me if I told you sometimes I get a feeling about a person and I want to know their fortune too? No. Fucking psychics. Well, that's the truth. It's Insight check. Go ahead. It's really hard to believe somebody when they start every sentence with, would you believe well, me if... Would you believe me? <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> it's like, really annoying. <laughs> um, I rolled a 23. 23. Um, you're, that's probably most of the truth. Mm. But there's a little extra something there. Damn it. This is times like this that I wish we had Zone of Truth again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could torture Well, you could, still, you could still avoid Zone of Truth by just not saying anything. Though, well, knowing this character, he never shuts up, so... Yeah. They... they yeah. <laughs> it's uh, okay. So It'll be another we, like, gender later. It'll be fun. If we, like, let you uh, read our cards or whatever, or look at some seashells or roll some dice or whatever, are you gonna, like, go away? Maybe. Fine. Well, how much are you asking for this? Because I know it's not going to be free. Well, the more interesting it is, the cheaper it is. Wait, you charge after? Sometimes. What's the What's the top? Like, you're not going to yeah, be what's... like, oh, BT Dubs is your firstborn child. <laughs> well, let's say if you were perhaps so Vodsek Lucas, I will charge you within an inch of your life because I know you can afford it. Uh, but if you're just some schmuck on the road, maybe a couple of copper. I turned to Kit. I'm like, Vodsek Lucas, yeah. that's a little. Yeah, we all know who he is. 
little no. specific. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's a guy who does some stuff. It's fine. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Why? What's your name, by the way? I don't think I asked. Oh, it's Ro. Yeah. No, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had Ro. a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Ro of where? Yeah. I have goldfish yeah. brain. Um, uh-huh. Sure. Read my cards, dice, bones. Whatever, are we shells. just doing this in like a back alley or something? No, we are doing this no, in front of I, everybody. I actually have a camp just uh, down the way. There's a place where a number of merchants all stay, and uh, I set up my own little tent. Okay, just know or I have. We a- can sit in the mud and dirt and snow, and I can ruin my cards. Okay. Well, go back to your camp. Just know, I have a bigger one of these. I, I, I imagine. You You can't see it. She keeps it in her butt, but it is there. (laughs) Yeah. Who doesn't carry a bag of holding these days? And they just start walking away. All these bags of holding here in Skyrim. Yeah. (laughs) Your (laughs) sucks. Mine sucks, but yours You're... sucks. Oh no, my like game here, champ! <laughs> like everybody's got a bag of holding now. Taylor actually has like the Nord thing going I, on, and you have like all. Wisconsin. Yeah, I cannot do it at all. The best I can do is like Wisconsin, Minnesota. Yeah, Wisconsin, Soda. Mine, <laughs> mine is not great because I learned it by listening to a Midwestern, uh, a Scandinavian turned Midwesterner. So it does sound a little Minnesotan, but considering Minnesota is known for not the Vikings football team, but like Viking actual history, uh, I'm going to take it. It makes so, sense. Yeah. There we whatever. go. Whatever. All right. Let's, also, uh, it is insanely hard to do an English Scandinavian accent. But yeah. That's I uh, so he makes his way down the birthday. Okay, I do have a question. Since we know he's a yes. fire genasi, is the is the I, snow like melting around him as he walks or uh fire genasi typically don't actually operate that way. Oh. Not most of them. Gotcha. Uh though it, it is possible for some. Uh for them no, but you do occasionally you do notice that they get a lot more steam out of their breath in the cold air. Mm. They just kind of radiate a little bit of extra warmth. <laughs> sure. Uh, but they make their way along, and you guys follow along. Uh, getting to this area where the merchants stay, um, there is like a proper marketplace in Arisholm because it is an important, if small, trading port. And so they have several inns of different like prices gathered around this marketplace. And then basically the poor people stay in tents in between the inns. Uh, Row leads you to a fairly large like uh canvas tent uh almost on stilts like uh what are those called uh a yurt sure it is kind of a yurt yeah um but it's it's a little big and you wonder how they transport it because they don't seem to have a horse or anything like that um it's big for a bag of holding too um portable tiny hut 
maybe. Uh, they they walk up to the front of it, and you see it's uh, woven in. Uh, it's almost completely like waxed wool, and so it's woven in all these beautiful color patterns that are very indicative of northern Lachmanos, the sort of Mongolian-esque steps of Lachmanos. Oh. Um, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of mountain and forest imagery sort of stitched in. Uh, but they pull the front uh, sort of flap back. And inside you see there's a rug laid across the floor, a little tea table in the very center. There's like a pallet of furs and blankets off to one side and then there's a little itty bitty teeny tiny metal stove in there like a portable stove mm-hmm. um they say who's first i'll go first or would you like a group reading i'll go first okay come here are we are we all like sitting in here listening then or no, he's only they. God, fuck! They're only letting one person in. Okay, we'll sit uh, out here then. All right, have fun. Everybody. Unless you want a group reading, in which you would all go in. We'll do a group reading when we're done. Well, yeah, we'll th- we'll see at the end. Okay. Hold on, I need to grab my thing. Oh, it's um, gonna be like Jester, where I like have to roll and eat the cards. I know. <laughs> At Lauren has its own tarot deck. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Because I've had my tarot read before. Uh, it has changed a little bit, but it's still it's still there. Um, okay, uh, they bring you inside, and on all four sides of this little tea table are cushions, and they go and sit on the back side, facing toward the entrance. And they open up this little rectangular metal box and just sort of spread out this fan of beautiful, large uh, tarot cards. The You don't see the fronts of them, but on the back, uh, they have all different backs. Um, none of them repeat at all. And some of them are missized. Okay. Like, they look, it looks like a collection of tarot cards from different decks. Uh. Uh, but being that there's a hundred cards, it it looks like it's literally a collection of a hundred different decks. Huh. But they fan them out in front of you on this mat as you sit down, I assume, across from them. And they lean on their elbows on the table and say, what sort of reading would you like? What are my choices? Uh, well, you can go the traditional past, present, future. You can have a one card. Uh, any past, present, or future. Um, or we can just throw the cards at the wall and see what lands face up. Uh, let's do past, present, future. Okay. Uh, roll a D100 three times. D100. Yeah. Uh, is that a ten? Is a zero a ten? A double zero or no, just a zero? The, on the D ten, is the zero the ten? A zero is a ten okay. on the regular D ten. Okay, so that would bring it to forty. Forty. Okay. Um, thirty-seven. 
and three. Okay, um, you draw three from the fan, and they gather all the cards back up and sort of shuffle them and put them back on top of the box. And they flip over the first one, and you see this beautifully painted uh, image of four different colored horses with four different riders. Oh. Um, the imagery is... Uh, Definitely more modern um, in that you see a couple of the figures actually carrying guns instead of traditional weapons. Uh, but they flip it over and they say, Oh my god. The four horsemen. Oh, it's our horses! It's our horses and there's two there's two people with guns. Like it's you and Silas. It's it's Sinead. Sinead is Sinead is the oh she's the big bad. Yep, yeah. Um <laughs> but Flips it over and says, The Four Horsemen. The Necro Horse. Uh, sometimes referred to as the coming of the apocalypse. You've come from some interesting troubles, and they're definitely not over yet. And perhaps you are the maker of those troubles in some ways. Oh, that doesn't seem logical. They flip over the second one, which was 37. Yes. Uh, where you see, oh, the uh, the Four Horsemen card is also known as the Fifteen of Blades. So you see the the card framed by fifteen swords. Um, this one is the Twelve of Blades, uh, where you see a man in priest's robe skewered through the chest by a spear, and a shadowy figure walking away. Um, and Rogue kind of grins. You see the sharp teeth poking out. He says, the murdered priest. You are definitely the maker of your own troubles. And perhaps you are causing trouble to others now. That, the stakes are higher. Uh, I don't. That doesn't sound right at all. And at some point, you're going to hurt somebody that you never meant to hurt at all. And three. Oh my fucking god! This is amazing. Okay, I hate <laughs> I hate tarot cards for this reason I love because tarot. it's always so spot on. Yeah, because well, it's, it's made to be that. No, way. I know it's like astrology. Like everybody <laughs> applies meaning immediately. Yes. Yeah. Like, this is even better considering the two previous cards. Three is the grim. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> They flip over this card, and you see immediately strikes you because you know this figure, uh, the uh, silhouette of an armored uh, warrior with a bear head hood and uh, bear fur cloak, oh. with a gnarled, twisted vine spear in one hand. Um, you can't see his face, but you can sort of see the frame of like a beard and slight details of armor. Um, but you do see the blue eyes peering through, and you see lightning striking behind. Um, and you see also behind him are three other figures um, that have a few similar features, but each carries a scythe over their shoulder. Um, and Ro 
still grinning. The grin is getting bigger and bigger. They say, the Grim, the god of death, Ursan. Let me grab the actual description for this card, because there's a specific one for this one. Oh, Uh, Yeah. This is like the major arcana of this deck. Um, Says, typically the Grim is associated with the death card in other decks. Uh, Some people see it as bad luck, loss... In uh, perhaps their own demise. For many, they assume horrible things are on the way. But as with the death cards, the real meaning of the Grim is change, be it for better or worse. It is a reminder that everything is impermanent, and every action you take changes the path you are on. And they sweep their gaze across these three cards say, You are on a very destructive uh, path. Mm. And perhaps it'll be yourself you destroy, or perhaps it will be family. Huh. What is your name, by the way? Roger. I find that hard to believe. Do you? Because I'm super convincing. Hmm. Alright. And they flip the cards back over and slide them back into the deck. And lean on the table again. Just with a smile. If I tell you my real name, will you tell me where you actually come from? I don't know where I come from, so I couldn't tell you. Then who you actually work for? I'm not currently working for anyone. Who did you work for last? Mm. What was their name? Lysander Courage. Hmm. That sounds slightly okay. Although he's an idiot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell. My real name is Kit. Kit of Wolfira. So you already know. Yes. Cool. Why are you following me? Pure, unadulterated interest. What caught your interest? Well, you are pretty cute. But I don't know. You and your friends seem to be doing something very interesting. And I would like to see how the story goes. I'm always collecting stories. Another writer. Yes. Um. Anything else I can do for you, Mr. Kit? Can I draw a card for you? Sure. Or you draw the card, I'll talk about it. Okay. They push the deck toward you after shuffling it. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, okay, 15. Uh, you draw, or they draw, the judge. 
which is the, do I actually have a description for this one? It's part of the major arcana. I, uh, I'm just going to totally make it up. Well, let me tell you what the image is. Oh, okay. Um, the image is of, uh, of Harkin, um, the god of law. Uh, yes. Uh, so you see a figure in a full suit of heavy steel plate with a gray cloak uh, standing before a portcullis in a stone castle wall, flanked on either side by shorter knights with shields and spears. In the main, in the main figure's hands is a long sword resting point down in the dirt before him. Uh, on their knees before him, three people in chains sit. One seems to be begging for mercy, one has his head down in surrender, and the last seems to be fighting her bonds. The central figure's face cannot be seen, and their body language shows no emotion whatsoever. But you do recognize, recognize this as Harkin, mm -hmm. uh, Talon's brother, the god of law, not justice. Gotcha. I look at the card for a minute, and I'm like, oh, interesting. Looks like, uh, looks like if you mess with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> I would assign a different meaning to the appearance of the god of law, but... I know that, um, some interesting things are on my tail, as you say. It does not surprise me when the judge pops up for me. Yeah, this is, this is weird. I'm gonna go. You, you Send time. in one of your friends. Sure. Do I owe you anything? <laughs> uh, no. Great. Cool. You are sufficiently interesting. Thanks. And I leave. <laughs> Kit comes out just... <sighs> if that you want to go in there, Looney Tunes is still going. <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody else want to go? Uh, Bull sheepishly raises his hand. Oh, go go on ahead, Bull. Okay. Uh, he steps in. And P.S. You guys heard nothing. Yeah. The uh, tent does not transmit sound. Oh. Magical okay. Sound deafening. You, you want some of this pocket quiche? It's really good. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna... So Bull's gonna get the lovers, the grin, and then... I don't know. Oh, the hangman. Oh, 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 no. oh, 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 no! So fitting! Oh! Okay. He rolled every... He rolled all major arcana, and it... Cool. It hurts. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, about 15, 20 minutes later, uh, Bull steps out of the tent, just kind of wide-eyed and a little teary. Oh, no. <laughs> like, walks up oh, and is like, okay, I'm done. Are you okay? What What happened? I, I, I miss my mom. Oh. Oh no. Did he tell you she's dead or something? No. No? Well, well, kid. <laughs> no, I. you know how these people are. They just upset people and then they want your money so that you come back. Oh, right. Oh, right. 
Well, they didn't charge me anything. They're actually really nice. That's how you, those drug dealers get you. The first taste is free. <laughs> the first one's free. <laughs> yeah. Well, Luca is a fortune teller. Who's They're Luca? not all bad. Oh, yeah, 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 Luca. Okay. He's from the payline. Yeah, I'm just like, who the fuck are you talking about? Um, <laughs> who's next? Uh, I turn to Sai. Do you want... Is that something you're interested in? I don't much subscribe to this nonsense, but I'll go if you go. I'll go. Come with me. Okay. Sure. Ooh. All right. You guys walk in. Okay. And, um, all it's going to be is distrust. Death, 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 death. Yeah, death, death, death. Uh, <laughs> Marin has died before. She has died recently, and she will die again. Yeah. <laughs> Roll me a perception check as you walk oh. in. Me or them? Uh, Silas si- si- oh. and Marin. Uh, it's not good. Well, hold on. Wait, what's my perception modifier again? Yeah, 11. 11? Yeah. Um, you don't catch all of them, but you do catch one of Bull's cards before Ro puts it away. Um, you would see... Which one? Uh, you'd probably see the last one. Um, you see a card with a somewhat familiar figure on it, mostly because you've seen it recently in Hjolmanir. Um You see a dark-skinned, fiery-maned figure uh, with their back to the onlooker looking out at a field of stars uh, and broken uh, manacles on their wrists and ankles with uh, no no shirt, just a tribal style skirt on and just covered in tattoos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rose slides it away back into the deck as you both step in and says, oh, we're having a couple reading. This is going to be interesting. Sure. I'm mostly here for moral support, but... Am am I only reading the gentleman's card? I don't know. Are are you? I look at Silas. I can do both. I can do all. It doesn't matter to me. All right, let's let's do it all. Let's do, like, separate, separate, and then together. Sure, why not? Okay. Please sit down. I lean over Um, to Silas, and I'm like, I think this is bullshit, too, but it's fine. And Ro smiles. Um, Do I want to actually roll it or do I want to story it? I'm going to story it. So as you guys sit down uh, across from them, uh, Ro shuffles the cards together, sort of flips them over and like fans through them looking at the faces and then cuts them and shuffles them again, uh, like they're looking for something. Um, but they fan the cards in front of you guys, and Silas reaches out and pulls three. Um, the first one to flip over is the gentleman, uh, <laughs> which would be Raulis, uh, the god of sailors and merchants and... Uh, basically, if there was a god of business, it's Raulus. Um, he is the opposite to Savros, the god of chaos. Uh, they're husbands. Um, but Ro flips that one over and says, 
Rowless, not very surprising for you, Mr. Moore. That's not his name. Oh, maybe not anymore, but it was. Hold on, I'm grabbing the description. Um, the card shows a, a very well-dressed uh, man with uh, short gray hair, very fine beard, uh, nice clothes but not overly rich, standing on the deck of a ship with one arm raised and the sail is filling with wind and the ship is beginning to take off. Um, Roe says, Rallis represents ambition and uh, perhaps sometimes selfish goals but a a clear sight down a path that you think is meant for you they flip over the second one and that one fuck it I'm gonna roll it Oh, that's perfect. Yay. Uh, the second one uh, flips over. You recognize immediately Marin uh, because you see the hammer. Mm. Uh, you see this really built, just jacked woman, uh, very beautiful, like dark copper skin, covered in scars, long black hair with an undercut and designs shaved into the side, covered in tattoos, uh, especially bear imagery, like a berserker. Uh, not a whole lot of armor, uh, sleeveless, and she is currently uh, standing over a field of fallen foes with her hammer hefted onto her shoulder. Um, she's got this really, like, confident, like, fuck yeah grin on her face. Mm -hmm. um, generally looks like a badass. Uh, you recognize this as Zarai, the goddess of war. Um and uh, Ro kind of chuckles at this one, and Silas actually is like a little embarrassed because he thinks he knows what it represents. And uh, Ro looks at the two of you and says, Well, I think this is rather fitting. Uh, Zerai in this deck represents uh, passion and action, and even sexuality, if you want to go that far. But. She represents pursuing what one cares about most, starting new and exciting projects and journeys, and doing so with the people you trust most. After all, she is the wife of the goddess of love. The next one, the future card. They flip over... Um, Oh, that's so fucking perfect. Uh, they flip over a card that has a single uh, pale yellow disc on a field oh. of black. And Rose smiles and says, And speaking of the goddess of love, the minor moon, Edena, named for the goddess Elen. Zerai's wife. The minor moon is a card of intuition, knowing things that are hidden. And perhaps finding things out about yourself that you never would have expected, and sometimes maybe never would have wanted. 
And Ro looks Silas in the eye as he's saying, like, intuition. And Silas pulls back ever so slightly. And Ro just grins. Can I get a read on Silas? Like, what he... Um, going through his mind right now. Make an insight check with advantage considering what you know about him. Okay. Uh, 16. 16? Um, Knowing what you know about Silas's ability to literally read people's minds, this has put him off that Ro knows this or seems to know this. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I only storied the first card. The other two were rolls. I'm like really happy with that. That's pretty darn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rallis is always sort of identified with Silas anyway, so I figured it would be a good start. Um, but they sweep the cards back into the deck and look at Marin. And you. Okay. Let's go. They fan the cards out in front of you. Alright. First one is 92. Oh, we're going at the opposite end of the deck from everybody else. (laughs) Next one is 2. I really am going opposite ends. And 94. (laughs) Wow. Shit. I can't do it right now. No. There no. you go. One second. <laughs> Just have like little weird fishy noises. Okay. Uh, 92 is the first one. I had to fix something. There was two was wrong. Uh, it, it had a a god that I don't use. Um, 92 is the Seven of Flutes. You see a uh, a man painted onto this card. Um, this particular one is actually... It looks like it's uh, painted with actual paints rather than inked on with, like, pens. Um, it's all these cards have been different styles. Uh, this one has a man uh, who is uh, bare-chested, kind of kind of fuzzy, uh, and he has the lower body of a goat, and he has horns curling back from his head, and he is dancing around this beautiful green clearing with a set of panpipes. And there's a number of like beautiful but weirdly fey animals dancing with him. None of them look quite normal um <laughs> uh Ro, as as they turn this one over says the satyr a representative perhaps of the fey wild but also representative of freedom and expression and music mm-hmm. but i don't think this quite applies to you exactly i think you know this person or new. Possibly, yeah. They turn over the second card. That was your past. Second card I find very fucking interesting. Because oh, I basically really? shifted the whole list to get rid of the one that I don't use. 
this one is the queen. You see a, uh, this one actually has a written description. Hold on. Uh, this one shows a silver and black throne, uh, a, a throne made of solid silver with black velvet cushions and drapings with a thorny silver crown laying on the seat set with jet stones. Um, the throne is spattered with just a slash of blood and behind it there is the silhouette of five dragon heads. Uh, uh, Ro, looking down at this one, the grin goes away for a second. Um, they're like, oh, this is a rather serious card. Uh, fitting, though, I think. The queen, Tiamat, is representative of, many think, only chaos and destruction, but this is not true. She is representative of mystery and challenge and perhaps fear. Followers of Bahamut who get this card often see it as an ill omen, something horrible about to happen. But those who know better about the queen, they know that she brings opportunity, not just potential destruction. Okay. And they flip the last one. 94. <clears throat> I think this one's also in the flute. Uh, which is fitting. Uh, the nine of flutes shows you almost a... Uh, almost reminiscent of the, of the satyr... You see a, and what looks to be maybe an elven or half elven man dressed in green, very like classic medieval, like bard style clothing, you know, with the belt around the waist and the floppy hat with the feather, uh, with a flute uh, being followed by a line of mice. And uh, Ro smiles at this one and says, there isn't so much to say about this one, except knowing what you are going toward now. And he sort of puts a finger on the queen card. Uh, he says, I think the music may be coming back to you in one way or another. If you play your cards right. And they sweep the cards back into the deck. Good. Two. No. Those are some good rolls. I love fucking Tarot. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, they shuffle through the deck again. Cut it, shuffle, cut it, shuffle. Shuffle it a lot more than they've been doing previously. And fan it out in front of the two of you. It says, uh, would you prefer perhaps a pair two card reading for the both of you? Or another past, present, and future. Maybe past, present, future. Sure, why not? Okay, roll three times. <clears throat> Fucking love turn. 
I love Taro and Lauren. It makes me so happy. <laughs> 60. 33. And 73. Yeah. You're getting completely different areas from everybody else. I find that interesting. Um, 60. Uh... Pulling out these three cards, Roe flips this one over, and you see this one is perhaps a little less of a story than the other cards, um, but you see six arrows uh, interwoven with each other, all pointing in different directions. Um, <clears throat> and uh, silhouetted behind them, you see what is maybe like a deer or an elk or some sort of antlered animal. Um, this one is different in that you see the card itself is black and the design is actually scratched out of it in white. Um, Ro turns this one over and says, the six of arrows. This is perhaps the most jumbled of the arrows cards, uh, confusion, fear, a sense of no direction. And they look between the two of you and says, perhaps in a way you two are each other's own compass, or maybe you are the cause of each other's confusion. That is up to you to decide. And they flip the second one. <clears throat> this one is in the blades. Uh, flips over this one and you see the illustration uh, in pencil or graphite or carbon, whatever, uh, of two knights jousting. They've just broken their lances against each other. Um, and it's beautifully detailed but it just feels like it's missing color. Um, they flip this one over and say, the Nine of Blades, the Knights Jousting, two knights from perhaps the same kingdom fighting for some sort of recognition or victory over the other. Conflict. And he, uh, they just look between the two of you, sort of reading your expressions. But they don't say anything more about the card. <clears throat> the third. 73. Uh, this one flips over, and you see in all four corners of the card are four differently minted gold coins. And in the center, atop a pile of half-melted acid-covered coins, uh, not acid, poison-covered cards, is a green dragon uh, sort of jealously guarding its horde. Um, Ro looks down at this one, uh, not really grinning quite as much on this one, says, uh, the four of coins, the green dragon, the most jealous and perhaps one of the most intelligent of dragons. Someone to look out for, but someone who may 
betray you if you don't go along with their own plans and their own goals. But a worthy ally to have. And Silas looks at you as Ro says this. And Ro, as he, they describe the green dragon, is looking straight at Silas. Can can I discern what maybe he thinks that's supposed to mean? Or uh, you're not going to get a definition out of an insight check, um, but you know him well enough to see that he's kind of alarmed by like what's being inferred. I guess I'm just wondering what's being inferred. <laughs> you're not going to get that out of an I know. insight check either. I know. Uh, but Ro sweeps the cards back into the deck and says, I don't think it, he, they're looking straight at Silas, who's now like locked eyes with them. Says, I don't think you should be afraid of the four of coins. As I said, the, gold dra or the green dragon is potentially treacherous and extremely intelligent, but not all dragons are evil. And... Not all intelligence is doomed to corruption. Just be careful what you guard and be careful of your jealousy. Okay. And well, Silas says, I think I've had quite enough. Yeah, um, that was entertaining thanks and Ro leans on the table with a smile says so Marin hmm. you're headed to Toldonost yes maybe well it either is you are or you aren't I am What's it to you? I think it is a very smart choice. Okay. What do you... What do you know? Many things. What are we going to find in Taldonas? Many things. Great. Love this. This is fun. Having Isn't a good though? Mm -hmm. There's nothing more fun in the world than being... A confusion to other people. I'm glad you're having a good time. Yes, I am. Cool. Alright, I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna leave. Uh, Silas hesitates to leave. Um, you see him still staring at Ro. Like, untrusting but also still curious. Sigh. Um... I'm coming. And he stands up and follows you out. Uh, Ro gathers up their cards and walks out with the rest of you. Uh, or at least pokes their head out and looks at Lucan. And Lucan's just like, uh, no, no, no. Mm -mm. Nope. I don't want to know what's in those cards. And Ro shrugs. Says, your loss, Lucan. All right. Well, this was enlightening. Thank you for stalking us. 
And do we owe you anything or were we interesting enough for you? I think that was sufficiently interesting, yes. Great. Cool. Are we done? Are you? Yes. I'm done. I'm done. Well, I'll see you along the road, perhaps. And they slip back into the tent. And then they pop their head back out and say, Oh, by the way, uh, you all know an Alistair Altera, yes? Yes. I freeze. Keep an eye out. I've heard he's around. Where? Somewhere near here. I'm not sure exactly where. Have a good day. They slip back in. You hear Silas take a deep breath. (laughs) He's like, does anyone want to get a drink? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I need like ten of them. Yes. Yeah. I'll buy. And he just walks away. Okay. Lucan looks at the rest of you and is just like, I'm glad I said no. And he follows Silas. I turn Bull to Kit. has been quietly crying. Oh. oh, poor Bull. I turn to Kit and I'm like, was that like the big bunch of bullshit for you too? Or what? Uh, yeah. I, I feel vastly uncomfortable about that. And... Mostly, I was very impressed by how much he knew about us. Yeah, that I wasn't, I wouldn't say impressed is the word I'm looking for, but Uh, it's uncomfortable, but yeah, also impressive. I'm also, while we're walking, I'm just looking anywhere but Kit and looking out for Alistair. (laughs) Make perception check. Yeah. Can I join in that? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Row oh. of where going in the unknown column. That was a natural twenty. I got a natural for a twenty-two. Oh, 22. God. Okay, doing one. Uh, Kit, you are deeply caught up in your reading, and perhaps the inferences made. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were very intentional. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> this is why I love tarot because. As long as I know what's happening, no matter what you draw, I can make something yeah. to suit the story. This is oh, my yeah. favorite part of improving with this tarot deck. So I can just twist all of these cards to fit the story <laughs> however I want. Um, but uh, yeah, Kit is very distracted to the point where he almost runs into Bull once or twice. And Bull eventually is just like, okay, come on, and sort of guides you along. Um, Marin, you look around the marketplace as you guys pass through and around the uh, tavern as you get there and you're nervous enough that anytime you see anybody who could even look a tiny bit like Alistair, you're on edge. Um, But you don't see him anywhere and you don't see Kellogg anywhere. Um... There's really not ma- very many drow in Eris Holm anyway, um, but yeah, you don't you don't see them. 
I'm still, my guard's like super up. Yeah. Uh, you guys get into the tavern, which you guys have only been to mead halls as of recently. So this place is kind of small. Didn't we stay at a tavern last time we were here? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I'm talking about like in Am Noblin. All of the mead halls are fucking uh, huge. Yeah. And like have high ceilings because they're, most of them are built out of upside down ships. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, however the people got there, they would turn their ships over and build uh, walls. Um, but here in Harris, it's all the square and rectangular buildings and pitched roofs and yeah. Uh, but you head into this nearby place that is sort of low, medium range. Um, you see a lot of uh, humans, halflings, and elves in here mostly. Um, and uh, the bartender, uh, halfling, balding with a like thick uh, brown beard, brings you guys a round of drinks as you step in. And Silas is just like, keep keep them coming. Um, and you all find a table away from the bigger crowds. You sort of a, a larger round table so you can all fit around it. Um, but as the drinks are set down and sort of slid to each of you, uh, Silas looks around the group and says, Can we make it a rule not to engage with any more fortune tellers? Or just generally anyone who is like stalking us who says they're friendly? Yes. Or like just anybody in general. Yeah, sure. Ideally. And Lucan actually pipes up and says, You know, I was actually interested in the prospect until I saw all of your reactions. Mm-hmm. Fair. Well, aren't you lucky? Would you rather I went back and got a reading? I would rather if you just shut up for like two seconds. So, and he doesn't say another word. This is this is the place where <clears throat> I picked up Kellogg's bounty to begin with. And is it? No, it's not. Yes, it is. Um, is this is the place. No, you guys met Kellogg in Nadaline, but you found out he had a two thousand gold bounty. Oh, on him in okay. I have Zed written down. Zed okay. gave me the bounty. Um, okay. and this is this isn't where Sylvie was contacted about Marin, right? Uh, no, no. you spoke to Alistair in Midcourt. That was Midcourt. Okay, okay. So it was just before Erisholm. Uh, while you guys were with Phelan. Alistair doesn't go very far, does he? I thought he was going to get out of Dodge. Honestly, after Olzak, but... That's what I thought, too, but he hasn't... If he's around here, he hasn't gone very far. I don't know. That guy... That person talked in weird riddles and stuff like that. Uh, Nearby could mean, you know, in... on planet, for all we know. True. I... He could be... 
here, though. We could take a look. Uh, I... I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I... We were... We were going to Tildunast. We were... We were going to Tildunast. And we were getting more information. We weren't... I don't know. What? No. It... If we get more information and and someone's seen Kellogg or something like that, we have to get Kellogg first. I mean, we can't we can't destroy Alistair without Kellogg. So I imagine that Kellogg won't be far behind if Alistair. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I don't know. Sorry, I'm just I'm a little shaken up after all that. I thought we had a plan and now... Now I don't know. Um, Ball speaks up and says, I... I didn't really like that either, but... Are we even ready to face Alistair or Kellogg? Assuming Kellogg's strong enough to hold his own and actually be, like, the carrier of a, what are they called, a phy phylactery? Yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm just staring down at the table, like, wide-eyed. Yeah. Um, but Silas says, yes, but how ready are we to face Kyla or Avela? Should she be in Teldanos? And Bull kind of nods, says... Yeah, that's true. We've actually killed Alistair once. Only just. Yeah, and, no, I know. And one of us and, died yeah. in the process, so... Yep. And, I mean, if we've gotten stronger, you can bet he probably has too. Because he was only just starting to become a lich. I imagine once he got past the really gross, like, rotting phase... He's probably different now. We... We, sh we shouldn't focus on him. We should focus on the cult. The cult. Yeah. We're focusing on the cult. That was the plan the whole time, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe... Well... Kyla still seems like kind of a big jump considering like we know that she's been around for 200 years and she's like stronger, she's she's strong enough to hold her own against you know a lot of what Kenna's done maybe we should like start just a little bit smaller um and he looks at Silas and says maybe we should start with Cynthia That's... after what we've seen I think she might be the least threatening. I don't want to keep saying that and then have her turn out to be a lich too. Well, I don't know. Um, and then you guys hear from behind you. Uh, do you want to know a little bit more about... Uh, wait, hold on, what was his accent? Uh, do you want to know a little more about Cynthia? 
Then... And you see Silas turn and reach for his gun. Okay. And Ro just puts out a hand. Says, that's not necessary. But, yeah. If you know something about Cynthia, you better fucking spill it. I'm look. Is there anybody listening to us right now? Make a perception check. Okay. A lot of perception checks today. Well, yeah. And it was really bad. Um, eight for the course um you're a little too shaken right now by the fact that ro just keeps appearing uh to notice okay does kit want to do a perception check oh sure oh 16 okay um you do notice like a couple sort of normal looking people like occasionally glancing at your group because you're kind of colorful um especially bull bull is really out of place here like you don't see bugbears in most places in harris um but yeah um nobody that really catches your attention uh but silas looks at roe and says what do you think you possibly know about my mother that I don't know. And Ro sidles up to the table and takes one of the drinks on the tray that the bartender left for you guys. Says, well, I know quite a bit that I don't think you have any idea about Silas. We'll start naming stuff. Well, for instance, uh... I know who she's currently working with. She's working with, uh, I think you've seen her before. An admiral from Othedriel. A son elf? Oh, her, yeah. Yeah, yes. we, we figured. Yes, she is uh, working with Cynthia by order of the king of Othedriel. Doing a little bit more than working. Well, yes, but I was trying to be coy. I don't know if the relationship is really anything more than physical, but um, it's definitely business. Knowing Cynthia, probably not. Well, uh, and Silas looks at him and says, or looks at them and says, "I'm going to ask you again. Who are you? Why do you know these things?" And Rose smiles, says. Uh, it's difficult to explain in present company. What present company are you talking about? And they sort of cast their eyes across the tavern. Mm. Do we need to go back to your hut again? Like, what? Yeah, you you couldn't have told us all this stuff while we were back there. (laughs) No, you didn't ask. And uh, they lean in uh, a little further, say, uh, looking toward Kit, um, say, I'm here to help a fellow favorite. Oh. 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 Uh, show me. And they lift their left hand, and you see on their middle finger is a rune-inscribed red whalebone ring. Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting that they're a fire genasi. Yeah. Um, they just smile. Are you going to pick up another NPC? Uh, boy. No, you're not. Not unless you really, really beg them. Uh, but Ro smiles. You see the, the sh- sharp teeth still pointing out. Um, uh, say, most of us longer standing favorites are aware of each other. And... Now that we have a new favorite among the ranks, I thought I would come and see for myself if you were up to the title. Which, considering the uh, trinket you have there, I think you are. Hmm. I was going to say, if you need me to prove it, I've got a few tricks up my sleeve. I'm fairly Literally. Literally. But, um, no, actually the... The original favorite I was looking for isn't here anymore, so... You're looking for... You're looking for Selfie. I was. And I was told... to not bother anymore a while ago. And I apparently missed you all in Olzak Harbor. So I just stuck around to see if you would come back. I figured you would. Maz has been a very good informant. Somebody's have talked with that clownfish. <laughs> Telling secrets. Yeah. Um. Well, if we need somewhere more private, we have to get a room here anyway. And Ro smiles at Kit and says, that sounds lovely. God. They did say you were cute. Yeah, I know. Like, fucking everybody in this world is a lesbian and or gay. (laughs) Yeah, man. Ro's they. They're not either. Doesn't matter. That means they are all. If you are none, then you are all. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, um... Yeah. yeah. What are you guys gonna do? Let's get a room and let's... get some more info. Yeah. Yeah. Who's spying? Who's spying on what? Who's buying? Oh, oh buying? I thought you said spying. I thought you did too. Um, I'll he do it. He looks at Silas. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Okay. You guys, just for the sake of brevity, grab a room. Uh, Do you grab multiple or just one? Let's get multiple because we're going to have to, like, two. We rent the whole tavern. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. We'll get two. We'll get three rooms. Three? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, So you get the keys from the barkeep and head upstairs with Row. How much was it? Uh, so- that'll be... Five silver for one night for... Or six silver for one night for all three. I can okay. do half. Do you want? Oh, sure. If you want to. Okay. I'll do half. Okay. And uh, let's go on break real quick. Yes, please. I have to pee. Okay. okay. Great. Good to know. All right. We'll go on break. We'll be back. 
I had seven twenty-five. Okay. All right. Sure. Bye. And we're back, everybody. Hello. Hello. Oh hi. Oh hi. I broke out my so, rocking chair. Yeah. So. I realize that Roe probably comes off as a little bit of a deus ex machina. He is not. He has been waiting in the wings for 20-something games. Really? Yes. Basically ever since... No, probably longer. Basically ever since Sylphie put the ring on. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Shit. Yeah, he missed you guys by about two days in Olzak Harbor. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was the time. It's yeah. like I've got this interesting character and just I, they can't keep up. Um, <laughs> but no, I was I was telling you Weesh how I was messing around with voices and the idea of a character who can do multiple accents and switch between them flawlessly. Mhm. Ro came up while I was thinking about that because that's something they can kind of do. Mm. Oh, okay. And so I realized, like, wait a minute, they're still in Harris. <gasps> but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. So you guys head upstairs with Ro to your rented rooms and all pile into one. Um, it's a little bit of a squeeze. Very reminiscent of when you guys were in uh, Wick Pond Pine, all squeezed into the same room when Sylphie was still there mm-hmm. and played Truth or Dare. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that went oh, yeah. well for you everybody. Were... Yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> you all squeeze in and perch on the beds and uh, Lucan takes the place of Clay in this instance and sits wrong on the, uh, the uh, end table. But yeah, you all gather around, and uh, Ro is leaning back against the door quite casually. Still, that what is apparently their signature grin on their face. Okay, so yeah, uh, how do you know all this stuff? A mess. He just tells you everything. Well, he doesn't tell me everything, but. He tells me enough that I can make myself useful. You all, um, you all are, are a hard bunch to catch up to. Yeah, I got this I cool thing like where I can, like, way. walk through trees and stuff. Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. I was trying to catch up to all of you earlier this summer. It did not work out. Too slow. Thanks for that hurricane, by the way. You're welcome. I so many people have thanked me for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they they show their ring again and say, "I have been a, a favorite a child of Taldanost for some ten years now. So I have a little bit of a rapport built with her and Mazgildenir." I don't know why they insist on calling him that, but you know. What? Mesogeltonir? It his it is the elvish version of his name. Oh. His name in the Balin Pantheon is Mazgeld, son of Hesperus. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That does elvish. seem like less of a mouthful. 
Yes, but elves like to embellish. And you see Lucan look at him, look at them. You're not wrong. And Ro just grins. Um, but um, uh, they say, uh, while I was chasing after Marin and Silas joined your group, I realized that there was a way I could make myself useful. Because uh, at the time, I was really only chasing you to meet Sylphie. I wanted to meet a fellow favorite. I had never met one before. Uh, the others I have spoken to, but never met in person. Though we do know each other. Yeah, of like a... Uh, I'm trying to think. Like a group text or something? <laughs> like... Uh, no, it just happens that we all know the right kind of spells to contact each other. Huh. Okay, you need to catch up. I used well, to have that spell. Well, yes, Kit is now the baby of the family, so... Aw, look at that. Though, I'm a little disappointed I missed out on two. I was hoping to meet Jax as well. But I didn't find out about him until he was already gone. Mm. Well, perhaps, perhaps I'll be over to Geralt's shell one day to meet the other two. But we'll see. That could be something, Kit. The, I mean, as much as you're probably interested in that. To go meet them? Yeah. I think. I don't know. It could be useful. I mean, maybe one day, but I feel like we've got well, I know. Play right now. I know. It's just like a future prospect. Oh sure, yeah. You know, when I'm ready to vacation and stuff. <laughs> Carol Shell is an interesting place to vacation for sure. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we could go back to that temple that Jax was from. Oh, I. Again, didn't find out much about him until after he was gone, but eh, either way. Um, while I was following, I realized that I had a few connections that I could draw on to make myself useful. And then you all got away from me, and then Alistair happened. Um... So, after you were all out of my reach, I decided to stay in Harris and pursue those connections that I had. So, I became an Arbiter. Wait, what? Oh. Not a real Arbiter, understand. Uh, I... Well, and he, uh, they look at Kit and just smile and say, let's lay it all out on the table, shall we? And you see their entire form shift. And they look exactly like... Uh, who would they pick? Uh, you know what? Fuck it. They're going to turn themselves into Kit. Uh, so you just watch the entire form, like a mirage or like heat wave, just shift and grow and change in some places. And you're looking at Kit in his current attire standing there with a very unimpressed expression and crossed arms. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, I can't deal with two of them. Mm-mm. Nope, one of you's gotta change back. 
Um, Not gonna be me. Ro, Ro is deadpan, and in Kit's accent, which should be Thunar and actually fairly similar to uh, Ro's accent, uh, I'm just gonna mimic Ben, uh, says, I picked up somebody else's face and pretended to be them for a while. That's a nifty trick. Yep. Are you the reason that everybody's in trouble in my village? And uh, Ro shifts back to the uh, Genasi form and says, uh, why would I be the reason that you're in trouble? I don't know. I don't know what you did. If you're asking if I have masqueraded as you, no. Not until just then. That is all of your own making. And um, Thank you. good job, by the way, on showing Ruben Glive your own face. That was an accident. Yes. I meant to eat him. You know there's like a proper bounty out on you now. Oh, how much is it? I think last I saw it was somewhere around 500 gold. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a fortune to a normal person. Yeah, but a normal and person ain't gonna catch me. It'll probably go up in time, but good, um, good. no, the uh, the bounty was passed on to the arbiters, which is how I know about it. So be careful. Uh-oh. Shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, you need to you need to be hiding your face now too. Nah. Yeah. I will just smite them with the power of the sun. Oh my god. Oh my god. I am the new Vesperus. Oh boy. And you see Bull glare at you when you say it that. It was a joke, Bull. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> um, but Ro rolls their eyes and smiles and says, I spent a while working my way up through... Um, Sort of working my way through the ranks. Uh, basically, I picked up new faces to get closer and closer to Cynthia Moore. And uh, eventually, I got into good enough of a position to be let in on some of the things she's up to. And um, you see Silas sort of like listening closer as, as Ro goes through this. And Ro says, She is surprisingly dull. <laughs> okay. Marin is like holding back a laugh. Like, <laughs> uh, I know she sees herself as this, you know, a woman in charge with big plans and, you know, far reaches to attend to, but she's not going to live long enough to see any of that happen. She's quite frankly just a fool. Hmm. But a dangerous fool. Well, all fools are dangerous to some extent, and they nod toward Silas. But, uh... Amen. Amen. <laughs> Silas is... Um, Marin, but... Marin holds back another laugh. And Ro just smiles toward Marin. Um, says, I, uh... I got a little more ingratiated with the actual Moore family in some ways. Uh, In fact, I picked up a couple family members' faces just to see what I could find out. And 
really, I'm surprised that... I'm surprised you haven't all killed her yet. It's... I mean, I guess that was kind of one of our next items on the list. Well, um, you will be happy to know she's not out of your way. Uh, as I understand that she's currently in Haven. And should be there for some time. I knew this was going to happen. What? That you were going to no, get no, tracked like, toward like, Haven? We were going to get dragged to Haven because everything recently has been like, they're in Haven. They're yeah. in Haven. They're it's because all the special shit's there. Ugh. Like, I'm not trying to railroad you there, but that's where everything is. Yeah. Have to yeah. Go to Haven. Have a fucking Haven party and kill everybody <laughs> in Haven. I'm gonna uh, melt the polar ice caps and kill everybody. It's a good alternative to the bucket drowning the world. Yeah, I was about to say it all comes back. It's all big circle. It comes right back to drowning the world. Exactly. Um, but Silas uh, says, "Do you know why she's still watching me?" And. Uh, kind of half nods and says I think it is a combination of watching out for potential threats though honestly she's not looking in the most dangerous places which makes her even more of a fool uh, but also you're going to find this very hard to believe Silas but it's also because she's your mother and Silas rolls his eyes Whether, whether or not it's actual maternal love, I'm not sure. I'm honestly with you on the doubt there. But um, you are of interest to her. She didn't spend 25, 26 years uh, grooming a prince into a king just for you to walk away. And Silas just puts uh, his head in his hand. What What is the situation with that on the inside of the Arbiters? Uh, well, with Silas gone and having betrayed the Arbiters, Cynthia Moore is now technically the, the regent of the Arbiters. She cannot become queen because she's not part of the Moore bloodline. Mm. Uh, however, because there are no other siblings who will take the job. Uh, the sort of weird line of succession rules say that Cynthia cannot become queen, but Justine can. Is Justine... Yeah. Is Justine too young? Is she... Uh, well, she's... How old is she now, Silas? And Silas kind of looks at the floor and says... Seventeen. So, she could. Yes, uh, I believe the requirement is fifteen, so, yes. But as far as I know, she's still in Othedriel. Uh, at um, some sort of boarding or finishing school. No doubt being prepped by Othedrian royalty to become royalty herself. Though I'm not okay. sure she knows that's what's happening. Probably not. But if we I don't, don't kill Cindy, I mean, won't that kind of put the kibosh on that? 
No, it still legally would fall to Justine, but Cynthia would not be there to use her as a figurehead. So one of two things will happen. Either Justine will come in, figure out what she's doing, and take over and be like Silas, I hope. Or another Arbiter will figure out a way to trace the lineage to somebody they support, kill her, and find a new king or queen. I mean, if we're going to go kill Cynthia, can't we just put Silas back on the throne then? If there's a power vacuum, we can... You assume assume that the arbiters whom you stole a lot from will let him back on the throne. I I mean, technically that was Marin. It doesn't oh, matter. We don't have to go into all that. Uh, Did they find the guy we locked in the safe? You don't know. I'm asking Ro. He's yeah. He doesn't, or they don't know. Okay. Uh, I I hope so because that would really start to stink up the place. Yeah. And Castle Bower is already quite uh, not fun. Uh, but I mean it's. It's a it's an organization of thieves and murderers. Like everybody's got stuff, right? Like, well, it is an organization of thieves and murderers that own a city state. Uh, they're a little more dangerous than, say, Arisholm. They have ships. They have people with weapons. They have a chain of command. Yeah. It is essentially a kingdom, even though it is not a legal one. Yeah. You can always burn it down. Well, I mean, that would be ideal, right? But... I'm just saying, Silas was trying to make things better, and the reason that he couldn't was because Cynthia was there. Right. So the only way that Silas is going to get back on the throne, then, is if Cynthia is in charge, and she puts him there. Uh, you can try that. Well, that doesn't help us, so... I'm not here to give answers, I'm here to give information. I know, I know. Uh, okay. Well, we can talk about that. I guess. Uh, how do you know about Alistair and his whereabouts? Uh, Cynthia is very interested in him. I... Don't know if she sees him as an opportunity or a threat. Considering the things Kyla Vela is trying to do, probably <clears throat> something she can use. Uh, yes, I, I think she sees him as both. Alistair Altera is a coward who can be scared into just about anything, uh, as long as it saves his own skin. Yep. Cynthia knows this very well from working with him and of course Wedna uh, but also he's a little bit of a loose cannon currently because of all this power he came into and she doesn't know how or why she doesn't know he's a lich she knows he's something but she doesn't know the extent of it and she doesn't know where it came from I don't know either. I would be concerned about him potentially getting a hold of one of the states. I I would be concerned about 
the cult getting a hold of him and figuring out a way to turn him into a walker. Yeah. If he isn't one already. Everybody's a walker. We should name, uh, we should name this campaign the Sleepwalk campaign. Sleepwalker. <laughs> sleepwalker. Well, yeah. sleeper still works because walker is another word for sleeper agent. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. I. So. <clears throat> I guess my first thought is that if Cindy is interested in potentially using him, it could be because Kyla could find a way to take his phylactery so that she has complete control over him and then bind one of the staves to him. And a lich, an all-powerful wizard lich with a stave is a... Especially the stave of darkness is probably probably not great. That's how you got Vecna. Yep. What are your passive perceptions? 19. 12. <laughs> okay. I'm just curious. I don't like this. I, I look at Silas. Is Silas looking Because <laughs> he has high perception. He does have a higher perception than Ken. Yeah. He does? I think so. Okay. I Hold th- on, let me check. Pretty sure. What's your, what's your wisdom? Uh, plus four. No, he has the same perception as Kit. Um, yes. He he has other shit going for him, but not perception. His is charisma. He's a handsome boy. Um, but, uh... Anyway. Um, what the fuck were we talking about? Uh, about Kyra taking over Alistair. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ro shrugs and says, I suppose it is possible, but... Alistair is in a strange position. While he is growing more powerful, he's still a coward and a fool and very, uh, very cautious. So I don't know that, I don't know that Kyla could even catch him. There's something to be said for an animal running in fear for its life. He's maybe not the smartest man, but he is very wise about, you know, what happens to people who uh, become targeted. He's been the one doing the targeting for so long. So I would be honestly surprised if anyone could find him. I know he's nearby, but I don't know where. If he's nearby, that means Kellogg is nearby, too. Not necessarily. Do you know where Kellogg is? Uh, last I heard, he was headed for one of the ports of Irakel. Oh, boy. He's trying to get good and lost. But no matter... No matter where Kellogg is, if Alistair is defeated, he will just regenerate wherever Kellogg is. They don't need to be near each other. Yeah. In fact, it is probably smarter for them to be split up. Probably. 
He must have been almost brand new the first time we came across him. Oh, yes. He... If my understanding of the process is right, he probably only started it within a week, perhaps less, of when he met you. He's going to be a lot tougher. Yeah. Yes. We need to get we need to get Kellogg first. Could we if we find Kellogg, could we destroy the phylactery instead of killing Alistair and just take care of it all at once? Uh destroying the phylactery would well it depends on the method that they're using. There are some phylacteries that if you destroy them, the lich goes with them. And there are some where you also have to kill the lich afterward. Okay. It's probably the second one. Probably. I don't know. There's one thing we learned is that these people are thorough. Yes. Yeah. A, uh, as I said, he's, um, he's not smart, but he is rather wise about these types of things. You can bet he has a number of fail-safes. And, um... Horcruxes, phylacteries... Uh, Bull... Well, Bull speaks... Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, yeah. Bull speaks up and says, Is he a member of the cult? Do we know that? He... I think we knew he was some sort of business partner, at least. Yeah, he did try to give his own son to the cult, so we know he was at least some sort of low-ranking member. But then he backed out, so that yeah. obviously didn't do him any favors. Um, but Bull looks at Ro and says, Why did he choose to become a lich? Do you know anything about like who did it or how? Because he wasn't that strong of a magic caster beforehand that I know of. Um, and Ro shrugs and nods and says, Yes, it would have had to be someone else who did it for him. Because he was certainly not strong enough to do it himself. You have to be one hell of a wizard to be able to do it. And even then, you have to find things that are hidden away by uh, by temples and sealed away by orders and things of that sort. So you can bet he didn't do it alone. And it wasn't Kellogg either. Uh, Kellogg is... He may be smart, but he's uh, he's not a very strong caster either. I imagine that maybe he had a connection within the Heidelin cult to help him. Uh, and at first, I almost thought that maybe Cynthia Moore helped him in some way, or she found someone to help him, but that doesn't seem to be the case either. Uh, and Ro looks at Bull and says, Why? What are you thinking? And uh, Bull shrugs and says, Well, I'm not really that smart either, but there's like a theme in the Hardling cult of like splitting your soul into pieces. Uh, I just kind of thought maybe there's a pattern there. You think you think Alistair's trying to become the next Olgar Island? Uh, I don't know. 
it just popped into my head. Um, and uh, Ro, Ro is not smiling anymore. Uh, it says, I don't, I'm fairly confident that he is not smart enough to figure that out. Nor do I think Ulgar Heidelin would allow it. Uh, the magics used to make the staves and create essentially a formerly mortal demigod. Uh, they're very difficult to get a hold of these days. Mm. Especially considering the uh, the resources that Olgar Heidelin used are no longer so accessible. The... I mean, for starters, two of the staves came from a battle with the Titan. And I don't think Alistair's brave enough to battle with the Titan. No, definitely not. And all of the other ones came from dangerous dangerous places and dangerous uh, fights with immortal beings. Alistair Altera is not like Olgar Heidelin. But I think maybe he may have been inspired. He wants to live forever. I don't think he wants to live forever. I think he's afraid to die. Same difference. And with you on his tail, he knows that death is a very real and present threat. After all, Sylphie almost managed to destroy him on the spot with his phylactery in the room. Well, I did destroy him once before. Yes, but... We can do it again, it's... Hmm. Well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well... We have to prioritize here, then. Hmm. Do we do we still go to Toldana, see if we can get some more information, and then head toward Haven and get Cynthia? Or I'm wondering if we should just head towards Haven to begin with, because if Kyla is in Toldana and she's more powerful than Cindy is, then we may be biting off more than we can chew. I mean, if we go to Taldanos, we don't have to fight Kyla. I don't know if we're going to have a choice. And Luke and not. Because I, not only have we pissed her off and taken away her walker, but I've also, that's funny to say, we stole her walker. Uh, but <laughs> we, uh, She's um, 200 years old. Yeah, stole yeah we stole her walker. You'll um, bean. But uh, I also have one of her staves. That I told yeah. Goose to steal from her. Which she is not happy about because I embarrassed her. Yeah. And Ro chuckles. Okay. <laughs> I would love to see that old lizard get mad. Uh, well, Lupin right. has seen it, I believe. Oh, yes, it's quite terrifying. It was fun afterward. Yeah. And uh, Ro turns toward Luke and 
and says, by the way, do you know where your brother is? And Lucan kind of like freezes a little bit. He's like, um, no, not, no. And Ro kind of narrows their eyes and says, because one of the, he, uh, they look at Kit says, uh, you, you sort of have a twin favorite. Uh, somebody who became a favorite around the same time as you. Uh, her name is Fen. And uh, apparently she ran into Nedvir Despar. She was part of the group that destroyed the Sefenhide. Okay. Or rather, she joined the group while they were at that particular uh, goal. But last I heard about him, he fell off a bridge. And Lucan's eyes kind of get wide. It's like, it, is he okay? And Ro shrugs says, I don't know. No one's seen him since. I assume he got eaten by the big snake, but who knows? The big snake? Yes, there's a the uh, large... Oh, in the trench. What? No, no, oh. not in the trench. Uh, the... Uh, do you all know what the convergence is? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the yeah. yes, the 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 North Pole essentially. There is a two. There are two lakes surrounding the Monomari. There's the Crater Lake and the Convergence. Living in between those two lakes, passing between the two whenever he pleases, is a very large sea serpent, who is. I don't know him personally, who is apparently one of Toldanost's own children, and uh, apparently Fen's new friend. Uh, but Nedvir fell into his lake, so I assume he got eaten, or he lost himself in the wilderness. Let's hope the latter, because he could still be useful. He was the puppeteer for Jude Connell. Hmm. Yeah. Do um, you know who the puppeteer for Athane Molinarch is? Um, let me look in my notes. Cover for Taylor to look in the yeah, notes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, where did it go about there? Oh, the food bowl must be. Yes. Uh, I was like, are you pull it, pouring like coins into a dish? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's kibble. Um, it's kibble. <laughs> um, I can hear oh, it. Okay. Okay. Chopping away. Crunch, 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 crunch. Um, yeah. Uh, Ro says, well, uh, Ethane's puppeteer recently died. Uh, okay. Well, no, it's not great. Um, because the tether was transferred. Um, no. And they're sort of flipping through their journal and says, uh, Oh, Ro uh, uh, Lucan, it's uh, your sister, uh, Elaine. And Lucan just is like, Oh, no. Well, we should probably... I don't know, tell Ansem or not tell Ansem? Uh, I don't know. No, no, don't. Please don't. Um, 
in Luke and kind of starting to panic is like, why would they give Ethane Malinok to one of us? We he's one of the important ones. He's supposed to be managed by someone who actually, you know, wants the goals of the cult. And Ro nods. Oh. And Lucan just buries his face in his hands. He says, Ellie, why? Well, we'll burn that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Oh. All right. All right. So we go to Haven. Okay. We bypass Taldonas altogether. Do you need help getting there? Oh my god, can you please? I would really prefer not (laughs) trekking all the way. I'm limited, but I do know of a teleportation circle nearby. That would be great. Yes, please. We need to tell Ansem somehow. Silas. (laughs) Take this down. Take this down. Ansem, dear Ansem. And Silas just ignores you and starts sending a message. I am calling you. I'm sending this telegram to let you know that your brother... The world is... Oh, your brother. Your lover is fucked. Um, Oh my god, don't say that. And we are going to Haven. So come join us so we can kill cult members. Yours sincerely... Forevermore, Silas, Altera. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I Silas, Altera, Veneer. Yeah, I couldn't remember his last name, so I was just like, yep, yeah, whatever. It was just one. Um, <laughs> one of the, while, one of the best while, while Kit is waffling through this message, Silas just finishes it um, and waits for the response. Um, <laughs> Silas uh, eventually says, he says it will take him a bit longer to get to Haven, but he should be able to join us within a few days. Okay. Uh, apparently, some there's more happening at home than he realized. Mm-hmm. Um, blew up her house again. Well, it wouldn't be her house that she blew up. It'd be one of the Mathine Towers. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway... Um, and Silas, as he finishes relaying Ansem's message, says, I didn't tell him about Ethane, should I? I think it would uh, be useful. Well? Why not? I mean, yeah. I guess he could tell Do me know who the tether is, or who the puppeteer well, is. That's terribly cryptic and would probably bother him. Yes. I mean, you can give him the name. That's fine. Listen, if Lucan's sister has changed sides, then she's the enemy. So Uh, we have to... But she may not have changed sides. And how are you so sure? She's my sister. That's... She's sweet as can be. That's not a reason. But it is, though. She wouldn't... 
She wouldn't do this unless they were holding something over her, surely. How many other siblings do you have? Are your parents alive? <laughs> Tell us your backstory. Uh, <laughs> do you actually want that? No. No. Hmm. I just want to know what they could be holding over her. Well, there's Adrian, I Elaine, Tharic, and Nadvia, and me. Oh my god, your parents were busy. Well, they wanted a plenty of children to give to the cult. Woof. So, Wonderful. So I guess we can go ahead and strike out parents potentially being killed. Nobody cares. No. I don't even know if they're alive today, and frankly, I hope they're not. But well, and your brother is missing in action. Yes, he so. was Jude Connell's puppeteer, unwillingly. So, possibly your other siblings, then? Theric and Adrian? Theric and Adrian, yeah. Um, says, well, Adrian's the eldest, and perhaps the most... Uh, perhaps the most um, sensible of us, I suppose. Uh, the mediator of all of us. We. It could be assumed that whenever we were fighting amongst ourselves, Adrian was the one who broke it apart and got everyone to get along again. Uh, Elaine is the second born. She's always been sort of rebellious against the cult, but not enough to the point where they got rid of her. Uh, Tharic is a loose cannon, uh, but he has good intentions. And then Nadvia is... He's certainly a character, but good to have around. He was always passionate about magic, and it was sort of how they lured him into what we do did. He didn't know what he was doing. He was the youngest puppeteer they ever created. And I followed in his footsteps basically because they told me if I didn't, I would never see any of them again. It could be that maybe... They found him after he fell off that bridge and kept him. Held, held him over Elaine's head. I equally do and don't hope that that's the case. I hope there's a reason. Because the Elaine I know is... She's fiery and she's passionate, but not for Olga Heidlin. When's the last time you talked to her? Uh, shortly before you were untethered. Okay, so it's not like you've been separated for a long time and things might have changed. No, my siblings and I were mostly kept together for precisely the reason of being held over each other's heads to keep us all in line. But our parents left us to the cult a long time ago. They... I'm I'm the youngest. Uh, 
basically after they handed me over when I was eight years old, they were reassigned to Caladras and they left us. Silas, don't don't tell him. We'll keep it to ourselves for right now. All right. Um. All right. He doesn't send another message after that. He just leaves it at that. Um. But uh, Ro says, I uh. I know I've probably brought more worries to think about, but I hope at least having a little more information helps you. As for Taldanost, uh, while it would be a worthy place to look into, I would wait until Kyla is not there. It's, it's no longer her base of operations, that I'm sure of, but I do know she's there for a while picking through the ruins of the uh, hideout under the city. They're trying to repair it, but as far as I know, it's not going well. So at least for... And they like flip open their journal to a page that looks like a calendar. They say, so at least for next Delendane, uh, there will probably be no sacrifices at that location. Okay. But uh, I can get you near to Haven. There's a little bit of a uh, safe house that the Sentinels use that I managed to pick up the runes for a couple years back. Uh, uh, Silas then says, "Weren't we going to Baphomel Temple?" Oh yeah, we need to. We need to do that. Do we need to go there? I would like to. I. We have to figure out what that. I'm saying that really low. Like, we have to figure out what that pocket watch is. But is that our current concern? No, but I don't want to have to backtrack. I mean, I guess if we're going back to Tel Donos. We can just hit it on the way. We can just go back, yeah. Mm. Okay. There we'll wait. I just, I don't want, I don't want a number of people to have a chance to move again before we get there. I get it. I know. Sorry. No, it's, it's fine. Um, but Ro nods and says, Baphomet Temple will always be there. Um, but uh, getting back to Taldanost will be up to you all. I need to stay here in Harris. Uh, but if we can... Um, there's not really enough room in here. Uh, if you can open up one of the other rooms for me, I will draw the circle for you. Okay. Sure. Unless uh, you want to wait till tomorrow. Do we want to wait till tomorrow and um, chill for a night? or? I mean, that would bring back one of my spell slots. My biggest one. And it bring back Silas's. Yeah. That would be nice. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll we already paid morning. for the room, so might as well. Yeah. We'll do it tomorrow right. morning. Well, uh, I'm going to go stay back at my place. 
just because I know it's a little more secure than a dingy tavern, but, um... Thank you for the information. Mm -hmm. And I do apologize for coming on so cryptic and strange. I yeah. had to get a little bit of fun out of you. <laughs> well, thanks. And, um... It was fun. <laughs> They reach into their pocket and pull out the deck of cards and sort through and pull out the Pied Piper card, the bard with the flute and the mice, and hands it to Marin. I'll take it. I hope the music does come back to you. Me too. Thanks. All right. Well... I will see you all in the morning, and um, if you have trouble sleeping, come find me. I will help you. And they take off. Huh. <laughs> huh. And Silas says, I'm going to get another drink. And he stands up and walks out in his tiefling form. Can we eat? Have we eaten? We need to eat. Yeah, yeah that would probably be a good idea. Yeah, let's... It's like midday at this point. Yeah. So, we you all... Eat and drink and be merry. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So One, two of those things, yeah. anyway. And uh, Bull says, Well, I I don't really know Arisholm quite as well as other places, but look, I've been here a few times now, both with Kit and Sylphie in with the Fainalon Caravan. Uh, I can show you where there's some good stuff. Okay. Like what stuff? Like food. Oh. Okay. It's still, I mean, it's still Yule, so there's going to be all kinds of good stuff anyway. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting it's Yule. Yeah, it's supposed to be a holiday. People are supposed to be having fun. Merry Chrysler. Happy Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy Christmas. Yeah, happy Christmas. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but Ball gets up and kind of squeezes out of the room after Silas. And Lucan just kind of is like, Oh, yay. You will then follows. Um, I knew you guys would feel bad for him eventually. I do feel bad for him. I don't know. If I, I feel bad. Him, but I do. I feel bad for him. Marin, I think, is feels like just this smallest hint. It's his sister. I know that she said don't not to tell uh, Ansem mm -hmm. about her. Like it's siblings. She's not. She has a soft spot for siblings. So did Sylphie. So yeah. Um. So you guys head out to wherever you like to find food. Um, Erisholm is primarily halfling fare, so you're going to find a lot of, like, Irish, English, Scottish food. Oh, it's all haggis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's not enough land here for sheep to really graze, so oh. you're probably going to find less sheep haggis and probably more, like, probably probably some horse, honestly. Um, Gotta get that for sure. It's Sinead! No, it's Sinead! <laughs> um, yeah, it, wait, it's not prosciutto, the horse. What is it? That's ham. Prosciutto is like ham, I think. There's a there's a type of meat that's 
Italian that sounds like that, that's horse, typically. Uh, or traditionally, uh, I should say. No clue. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Italian horse meat. Oh, I'm afraid what this is going to bring up on Google. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just a penis. It's all penis. Um, I see cavallo. Uh, Cavallo is Italian for horse. Ah. The word for horse is Italian. Fuck. <laughs> or wait, I just pronounced it the Spanish way. Sorry. Yeah. Uh... No, I think Italian and Spanish are pretty similar. But double, well, double L's aren't a Y sound, I don't think. Mm -mm. Uh, I don't know. What do I know about Italian? I don't know. Horse meat is widely reported to be somewhat sweet, a little gamey, and a cross between beef and venison. Oh, great. That actually sounds delicious. Oh, no, they do call it cavallo. Okay. I would eat horse in a heartbeat. Like, I don't have any well, problems about it. Yeah, it's not that far off from, like, venison, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not... I mean, a horse is basically a, a gangly cow, so, like, it makes sense. <laughs> it's more similar to game animals, but yeah. Yeah. I have actually tried horse jerky before. Hmm. Um, I've there tried was a ostrich, I think, is the weirdest thing I've had. So I, I've tried alligator, ostrich... Python, horse, oh. guinea pig. Uh, I have a thing about eating reptiles. I don't know. I just feel weird about uh, that. I feel weird about eating a lot of stuff that isn't actually livestock. <laughs> so, well, Corey, guinea pig is a delicacy in South America. Yeah. Well, I believe it's South America. There's like a jerky place by the mall mm -hmm. or by the Target and like. Corey likes to go there every once in a while, and he's tried like kangaroo and oh, like yeah. yep. wild kangaroo boar and yep. stuff. I'm just like the Australian deer. I don't know how I feel about that? Yeah, well, I know let's, kangaroos. Let's be like, real. Like kangaroo, the reason kangaroo like jerky and meat exists is not because they're livestock. It's because they're roadkill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know they're like super overrun over there, so it's not yeah. like an ethical um, thing. But and like, wild boar is just a cousin to pigs that everybody yeah. in fucking the entire UK eats all the time anyway. Yeah. Um, and across Europe. But no, I've, I've also tried I know I've had elk several times. I've had elk. And, yeah. Uh, I've had buffalo now. Yeah. Because yeah. you had me try it. The Tonka bars. Tonka. Um, Anyway, yeah, uh, but yeah, you guys head out and uh, find food and drinks and. Uh, yeah, I'm just sticking by Silas most of the time. But as you're going through the marketplace and sort of pass by where Roe is staying, you see they uh, they've set up like a little tiny campfire and they've got like tea on and they're making their own food and they're just keeping themselves for the moment. Occasionally. Occasionally, somebody will wander by and be dragged in for a tarot reading. Uh, um, but the the marketplace is pretty pretty overrun with options for food, so you could find just about anything. Um, though more exotic dishes, meaning something with more than just salt in it, uh, will be a little more expensive. But you guys are loaded, so who cares? Yeah. Um, 
you guys do load up on like supplies for the journey ahead. Um, Lucan spends a little more time looking for ingredients because yes, I'm going with the Ignis thing now. Um, I don't know if you know what that reference is, Weesh, Mm -hmm. but uh, Final Fantasy 15, the beautiful boy adventure, as I call it. The the, the boy band. The they uh, so the four guys. One of them is a prince, and the other three are his bodyguards. Uh, they're on a road trip, basically, to go get him hitched to a priestess for like state reasons. Um, and oh, okay. The story, so the story I, aside, yeah. Uh, Ignis is like the smart one of the group, and kind of the mom of the group. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, who is like super into cooking. And every time you find, like, new ingredients, uh, you have a chance for him to be like, that's it! And come up with a new uh, recipe that you can make at camp. Yeah. See, I've always heard that game described as, like, the longest bachelor party ever. And so... The longest, saddest bachelor party. (laughs) It's so good, though. Like, all the characters are so... Like, Mm. the Noctis took me a while to warm up to. But Prompto made me warm up oh, to him. Oh, I love Prompto. Prompto, he's he's another Lex character. Yeah. Um, but like Prompto's into his photography, and he's like the one who uses a gun, and he's the youngest of the group. He's really unsure of himself, but he's Noctis's best friend, um, and he doesn't feel like he belongs. Noctis is the prince who's the classic Final Fantasy main character who's just emo with spiky <laughs> hair and just like thoroughly fed up with whatever hand he's been dealt he's he's a young cloud strife uh, um okay. yeah uh Mine and then ignis the is trauma. uh ignis is kind of like part mom of the group cooks a lot uh smart one and then uh gladiolus uh gladio is the other mom of the group mm-hmm. slash dad like who's like the yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like the big beefcake who's like you should go running with me in the morning and <laughs> that kind of shit yeah he's but, got uh, very but, like big lesbian energy like all the time <laughs> yes. he really he's even does. got the boots for it yeah that's funny um, but yeah, they're, it's wonderful. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that the game opens with you saying goodbye to Noctis's dad, the king, and then immediately the car fucking breaks down and they have to push it to the station to stand by me as done by Florence and the machine. Yeah. Oh, it's the fun. best opening it's really ever. Good. And they're that's literally fun. bitching the entire time. They're like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking time. terrible. Like, it's hilarious. That's so funny. But, but like it, all the little quips they have toward each other and like the little like the shit you would say to your actual friends that sounds harsh to someone on the outside right. but is actually just messing right. is really great. That yeah. they're some of the most like uh most like beautifully realized friend characters I've ever seen in a Final Fantasy game. Hmm. Okay. It's really But anyway, we're playing D- Yeah. We're, yes, yeah. very good. We're playing D D. Um, what were we doing? Oh yeah, you guys went out to get food and shit. Eating food. Yep. Uh, Silas drinks a little more than usual. I mean, you've never seen him drunk, but you're starting to think you might today. Silas. Uh, are you okay? Hmm. What? Are you? Are you? You're. 
going a little heavy on the sauce there. So a little oh. heavy on the sauce. <laughs> Just asking. Um, you guys are I, I assume you're like sitting at a table back in the tavern and he like yeah. pushes the bottle away. He's like, sorry. No, you don't have to apologize, it's a lot. Yep. We don't we don't have to meet with Dolthair tonight if you don't want to. I thought it was going to be I'm, I it's up honestly, it's up to him now, so Are you just is it just your mother? Is it just what is it? My face is very hot. Okay. <laughs> My God. Um Oh wow. It's, it's a lot of things. Um my mother, Justine, Lucan's sister. That was tarot card reading. Yes. And also, any day that Bull cries is just not a good day. Yeah, that always is just kind of like. Uh, it's like watching a puppy cry or something. It's like. Yes. Uh, That, he seemed kind of uncomfortable after our reading. Mm-hmm. You want to elaborate on that? I mean, what's there to elaborate on? He told us that there's the possibility of our relationship eventually ending and one of us betraying the, the other. That's... no, that's... that's... It's just cards. Silas, it's... <laughs> Is it, though? So you think I'm... I'm gonna betray you? No. No, not at all. You're not... You're not gonna hurt me. What, what makes you think that you would? Well, there are a lot of unknowns about pretty much everything we're doing. Yeah. Including my own patron. And several people we're connected to. And we've already seen that walkers are possible. So who knows? Anything could happen. And you're just okay with that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not in the slightest. So, but... You're not... If you're worried this about it, then... Good whiskey. I'm sorry. I don't even know I why... You. I don't even know why I'm trying to have a coherent conversation with you right now. Do you realize I'm, like, two steps away from becoming a trashy romance novel vampire husband? Oh, you already are, honey. <laughs> You're not there. I know, King no, calls no. Across. Yeah, no, you already... Uh, no, actually, this is, this is me talking. Like, I... All I need is a pen name. The story's already written. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. already done. 
And he like leans back in his chair and you can see the alcohol kicking in. And he's just like just just two steps away. All all I need is the the actual vampirism and to be able to do something stupid and artistic and romantic like play piano. I already know how to play piano, actually. Oh, so you're just one, one step away. Mm. Should we just should we just ask my mother if she knows a vampire and just get it over with? No, no, or no. Or maybe the Phalon. Like I'm sure the Phalon Caravan knows a vampire. Okay. In well, fact, I'm fairly certain I've heard them say they have one. Silas. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> And and it, all right, all right, I, all right, all right, all right. No, right. look, I and now you, you're like you would. What? No, you were gorgeous say. before, but now look at you. You, oh, you were out of my league before, but now you're just out of my universe. Oh my god! Stop! <laughs> I'm not out of your league, okay? And that's where this whole mentality is coming from. You're not going to betray me or anything like that. You you need to have some sort of confidence in yourself. That is a sweet idea. Okay, so... So, I... I don't know if I'm mad right now. I think I'm mad, right? I wouldn't blame you. I... I'm being a real asshole right now. You're not being... I can't with you right now. <laughs> I love drunk silence. <laughs> I do too, but I'm so God, sad. God, such a sad... God. He's so sad! <laughs> he is anyway! <laughs> um... Silas, look, I... Aww. Sorry. It's okay. So what... So what you're saying is that you're just resigning yourself to the fact that this card is right and that Dulthair could ask you to stab me in my sleep tonight and you would do it. That's not what I said at all. Well, then what exactly are you worried about? Well, the card was the potential for something to go wrong and who the fuck knows what's going to happen tomorrow or the day after. Well, it's not going to be that. How do you know? How do you know? I don't. That's exactly why I'm afraid of it. That's the thing, though, Silas, is that I know it's not because I am making the decision right now that it's not. And you're not making the same decision. I am making the decision that I have no control over it. That is such bullshit. Yeah. I... No. You don't get to just wallow there like that. Do you remember when we first met? That was you. you. Yes. I 
hit you. That doesn't matter. We weren't dating then. It... Well. <sighs> you were that back then, Silas. You were just some sad asshole who got tossed around by one controlling person to another. That's not you anymore. You've made so many decisions for yourself and now you're just giving up because a tarot card told you that you had no control over it? That's bullshit. It's bullshit. You've also forgotten the influence of alcohol. I'm sure sometime tomorrow I'll wake up with a hangover and think this was all terribly stupid if I can remember it. Uh... What? I didn't say anything. Uh, I'm very drunk. I know. I didn't realize I drank that much. I know. And he looks at the bottle, which is like a... Like, you know one of those 40-ounce bottles? Yeah. It's like half empty. Ugh. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to take it. No, no. No, it's no, it's not yours anymore. It's mine now. But I bought it. Well, we'll save it for later. But I bought it. <laughs> um, Kids on the other side of the room just mercilessly just making, making fun of him. Fun of- yes. <laughs> Um, but Silas sits back in his chair. None of the posture that he normally has. Mm. Well, I guess if you don't have any confidence in yourself, then I'm going to have to have all of it. That's disgustingly cute. Mm-hmm. You already told me I was disgustingly cute, so This is why I insist, even when sober, that you are out of my league. No! (laughs) I'm gonna start- um, do I need to get, like, a spray bottle or something? Wow. I'm not a cat. I don't know. You're acting pissy like one. Vampire cat. Vampire cat. (laughs) But seriously, would the vampire thing do anything for me? Brain check. Uh, mm, nah. I love well, when a drunk person says, but seriously, though. <laughs> it's just like when you meet a totally normal person who's untrustworthy and they're like, would you believe me if? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. You're probably not going to remember this anyway. Hmm. Uh, sure. Probably not. I'm fucking petrified that Alistair is nearby. Same. I don't know what would happen if he just walked in the room right now. I would just... No, it's stupid. It's stupid. No, I'm being no, stupid. No, go for it. I won't remember. <laughs> I probably will, honestly. Yeah, you probably will. 
You'll probably forget everything but this. So. That is very powerful, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. Use this because if he walked in right now, I'm stone drunk. Yeah, that would. I mean, well, it's a good thing he's not walking in right now, huh? Yeah. And not he looks look. toward the door. <laughs> <laughs> Make a perception check. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just. When we were out in the woods, in the foothills, the really quiet, creepy place, mm-hmm. I kept. When I was alone on watch, I kept looking over my shoulder every five minutes because I thought something was watching me. And I, you know. At that time, I had Senna. At that time, I had your mom. Why didn't you tell me this? I would have taken watch with you. No, it's We could have sat back to back and said stupid things to each other all night. That's not the point. I know it's not the point. (laughs) The point is, I turned around sometimes and I thought I saw Alistair too. And he shouldn't scare me anymore. It... Well, he's not that Alistair anymore. Yeah, but that Alistair is the one who... <laughs> who scared me. I know. I... never talk about it much, but I have a feeling you and I have, uh similar fear of fathers. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's something that when I got away from him and I started picking up guns, I thought he's just a dude, right? He's just a man. I can kill men now. But there's still something primal within me, something gut level that just gets me when I think about him. I don't know. I. That's why I want to go after your mother first. I don't. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for any of this either. You're not alone. Well, I guess we have to be ready together then. If we can't be ready separately. Yes, I... Hmm. If anything... Even if I'm not ready... There's Justine to think of. Yeah. And when I'm not thinking about my own fears and problems, when I'm thinking about someone else's and their vulnerabilities, it's much easier. That's why as soon as we figured out all your nonsense with Senna, 
and you said it was time for my problems, I wanted to freeze up. It was much easier for me when it was your problems that I could help you with. Now it's my problems that I can't handle alone. I'm going to do the same exact thing that you did for me. That doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> hey, I broke free of a god, didn't I? What? Uh. Eh, I did. So, there, I have some sort of resume. You have a terrifying resume. Yeah, I do. I don't want this to come off the wrong way, darling, but I think I'm going to throw up. Oh, good. Okay, go ahead. And he walks away. <laughs> Across the room, Kit, Hello. you're sitting with Bull. Hi, Bull. Hi. I'm Bull. <laughs> nice to meet you, Bull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice. Is it? Is it? Well, it's, it's nice to meet you. You take everything I say so seriously. Well, that's because I'm never sure if you actually like me. Do we really have to have this talk right now? No. Bull, I think you're an okay person. Thank you. Did I? <laughs> what? Why is it rude? He said the same. I'm just fucking with you. Just offended. Yeah, offended. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I mean, you're a good person. You're likable. You're likable. Ha! Ah! Ah! <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I like you, but, like, yeah. Oh, no, you're not really into the sort of touchy-feely, feelings-y, sharing-y kind of thing. Yeah, and you're, like, really into it, so it's, like, yeah. a little abrasive, but I get it, well, and I don't judge you for it, so, yeah. Well, I, I think we had, like... I think in a couple of ways we kind of had some similar experiences as kids, but you went one way and I went the other. You go your way and I'll go mine. Uh, yeah. I so. don't I don't know what it's in reference to. Oh, I'm it's sure from it's Hello funny. Dolly, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, where she always is telling Horace Vandegelder, she's like, hey, you go your way and I'll go mine. She always points the direct the same way. Because yeah. she's trying to subliminally message him. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, like, you... I mean, we've learned, like, you grew up without, like, parents for half the time. I didn't really have parents. So I feel like you kind of put up a shell against, like lovey, feelingsy kind of stuff, whereas I did the exact opposite because I was kind of starved of it. Mm -hmm. And then I got a new mum, so she was really great. 
and now I just like to hug people because I feel like people don't hug each other enough. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not drinking. Yeah. Uh, he, he does have a drink, but he hasn't touched it. I... Uh... Don't get close to people on purpose because, which you obviously already know, because yeah. they, as we found out, have a tendency to die. Yep. So. That's. Yeah, I guess we are kind of. What's the phrase? Like two sides of the same coin. Sure. You you take that stuff as a reason not to get close to people and. I'll take that as a reason to get close to everybody. Because you've got a limited amount of time. Which sounds a lot more painful. It is, in my experience. But it's also like... You have more to take with you. Take where? Anywhere you go. I mean, I can just pack you guys up and take you with me. Well, I mean, after somebody's gone. Oh. I mean, like... Just... Sylphie, for example. I feel like you and she took a long time to be, like, friends. And then she was gone. And I feel like that's reinforced your whole don't get close to anybody because they all die thing. <laughs> it's really depressing, so I kind of got to make light of it. Mm -hmm. um, whereas I think that was like the first time I've ever felt that way. Like it wasn't worth getting close to another person after she was gone, but then I remembered the Phalon Caravan and like Quinn and all the other people and they've been really nice and like family to me and people that I've lost before like I don't know there was Quinn's adoptive mum she was she was great she was like a grandmother to me and she passed away a while ago and I was really glad to have known her because if I hadn't known her I wouldn't have all those good memories and like know the people that she knew and still be able to connect with like Quinn and Jace and all the other people who know who knew her. I'm kind of rambling, I think, but yeah, a little bit, yeah. Do you kind of get what I'm getting at? I understand what you're saying. You don't have to agree, but I'm just trying to explain the way my stupid head works. I get close to people in a different way than you do. How so? I I don't need to hug people or be touchy-feely to be close to people. I don't. No. I'm still here every day. I'm still interacting with you idiots. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like most people never get hugged enough when they grow up, so... It's apparently a thing that you're just not supposed to hug other adults unless you know them really well, and I think that's stupid. Okay. Well, if anybody touches me without asking, I may kill them. Um, but... 
Well, that's why I always ask you before I hug you. That's, that's a good idea. That will save you a lot of money and health potions. <laughs> Do you want a hug? I guess. I need a yes or no. Ugh. Fine, sure, yeah. Hug. Big old bugbear hug. God. It's a very swaddling hug. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, all right, all right. It's going to take me okay, fucking okay. 10 years to get all the fur off my clothing. I I'm going to need a magical limb shed. roller. I don't shed. I brush my fur regularly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Except we're hopping climate so fast, you're just going to be bald by the time we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. That's okay. That's okay. You'll be a very weird, bald thing. So. Well, then I'll just be a hobgoblin, so who oh, cares? There you go, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm supposed to say something, but I don't really have anything to say. So. That's, that's okay. I was going to spare you the further awkwardness by saying... I'm going to go talk to Lucan because he looks like he's having a mental breakdown. Doesn't he always look like that? Well, no, usually he looks really, like, lively and, like, he's got a really, like, jaunty accent. And mm. You're going to want to be a little delicate with him because I'm pretty sure he's terrified. What? Why? I know, you're big and menacing to him. Well, I've never menaced anything in my life outside of a fighting arena. Yeah, no, I know that, but he doesn't know us yet. And well, I may have warned him that he would have to fight you for breakfast right? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I, see, but, I knew it was the truth. But I'm not gonna, like, hit him. I mean... Everybody else has. I oh, know, that's exactly why I'm not going to hit him. Okay. He's had enough. Okay, say Merritt will just punch anything that moves too fast, so. I don't think that's necessarily true, but. Again, all you right. take everything far too. <laughs> far too literally. Listen, Bull is uh, an extension of a part of myself. Oh. But, yeah, I mean. I guess I could come with you to talk to him, I suppose. You don't have to. No, I mean I could. Do you want to? Only to make it's fun of him. It's not nice, Kit. That who ever got anywhere doing things nicely? Me. Yeah, and look where it got you. The same place it got you. Yeah, so you're going to end up at the same damn place. Doesn't matter what you choose. It's fair. Yeah. I, I do have an intelligence of only six, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> six? Jesus. That's low. Yeah. I think yeah. it's seven. I don't know. It's Whatever. Really it's, it's, it's a minus two. Can he read? He is learning to read. Oh, okay. okay. I have a Handsome wisdom of 18. You can trust me. Bull has very high wisdom. Oh. I don't know exactly what it is, but... He went to the school of life. 
Yeah, yes. the school of hard knocks. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Bowles stands up and says, you can come and talk to him if you like, but I'm going to go make a new friend. And he takes off. Fine. <laughs> Do you want to actually play that out? or I just want to go listen and just poke fun okay. at Lucan when it seems appropriate-ish. Well, for the sake of brevity, you approach a very emotionally scarred Lucan. Okay. Um, whom is afraid of Bull. But Bull very quickly breaks that down just by being his normal sweet like, I'm Bull. I heard you like to cook. Let's talk about that. And now, like, tell me a life story. Um, and yeah. they, like, we swap some stuff, like, because Lucan's already told you guys a bit, so Bull, you actually learned something about Bull as you listen in. He talks about how he was born into a uh, tribe in Garrel Shell, and how nobody really had parents, because the whole tribe raised the kids, so nobody really uh, knew who their parents were. Gotcha. Um, and he talks about, like... Um, but he talks about growing up basically alone and having to be really tough and mean to, yeah, very Spartan mm -hmm. to get anywhere. Um, and like going off to compete in fighting arenas to make his way. And he talks about meeting his now mom, uh, who was a former fighter and mentor. And they, they sort of hit it off from there, mostly about cooking. Um, but in the meantime, uh, just going through the rest of the day as Silas throws up <laughs> and eventually goes to sleep after just a little, like, a little bit of bread just to soak up the alcohol, um, a little bit of water. Um, Marin, you're probably, just assuming because of how hard Marin takes this stuff, you're probably the last one to go to bed. I do want to... Oh. What? What? Okay. What? Before I go to sleep, mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to catch Lucan alone. Okay. Good. Oh, yeah, he he is up late too. Um, you see, he and Bull talk for fucking hours, um, but you see, like Bull cheers him up quite a bit. It's almost like watching Bull and Mia again. Um, but after Bull goes to bed and. Uh, Kit's fucked off wherever he's gonna fuck off to. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, you do see Lucan like starting to get up the will to actually go upstairs and go to bed. I'll walk over to his table he, and sit down across from him. He immediately straightens up. I'm not here to hit you or anything. Calm down. Uh, that wasn't the assumption, but thank you. What was the assumption? Uh, that I was in trouble for something. I don't know. It depends on what you you answer to this question. Okay. What all did you see? See? When you could see through my eyes. Oh, uh... I've been debating whether or not I want to know. And after today, fuck it. 
Tell me everything. Well, if it... If it helps at all, I avoided checking in whenever I didn't absolutely have to. But I did check in usually every other day. Great. I, um... The way it works is that I... I see what you see. I hear what you hear, but... I'm not quite practiced enough to really dig into your head, even in the moment. Kyla could do a bit more of that than I could, but usually I would... I never bothered to check in while you were asleep, because I wouldn't have seen or heard anything. I usually saw travel most of the time, or I've caught the ends of a few conversations that weren't of any interest to Kyla, so I'd left them, but... I... I think the most... Take this with a grain of salt. The most intellectually interesting thing that I've seen is your conversations with your friends and learning about them. I don't know them, but I know things about them that I'm sure they wouldn't have told to anybody but close friends, and I don't intend to share that information with others if you're concerned about that. Um... But the it's hard to pick things out. Uh, I saw parts of your recovery after you first came back to the land of the living. I saw I think it was shortly after the day you met Silas. Uh, when you were dealing with... I'm not sure if it was a broken knuckle, but at least a bruised one. I've seen arson across Moore's Rest. Uh, I know a lot of faces that I was... to sell the names of to the Arbiters. Um, people that you worked with. You didn't sell any of those names, did you? Only two. Because I didn't have a choice. Kyla was watching as well. Whose names, if you don't, if you remember? Um, we don't have names for any of the actual people, but yeah. he would tell you that it was one of the ringleaders of the sort of rebel group in Moore's Rest, one of the more reckless ones. Um, and then probably one of the, like a member of the Arbiters who's a sympathizer to the rebels and was like helping them secretly. And you do know both of them to be dead. Oh, okay. 
Great. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, there wasn't much I could hide from Kyla. She has a very good talent of digging into your head. Not just yours, but mine as well. So she could read thoughts and get into memories. Yes. Uh, Similar talents to some of what Silas can do, uh, but far more developed, mostly because she's been alive for 200 plus years. I don't know what she dug into about you, but I do know that she was perhaps the first to know that you and Silas were becoming a thing. In fact, I I can fairly confidently suggest she may have been the one to uh, give Cynthia the idea to put you two together. How much of our relationship, Silas and I's relationship, did you see? Um, I've learned some secrets. Um, I've learned what he can do. Uh, I don't know, even when he speaks to you, he still keeps things close to the chest. And sometimes I lack the context to understand what he's talking about. Something I've missed that he's told you. But... It is safe to say I understand what his abilities are. And I have deduced who his patron is. So Kyla knows all of that. I don't think she ever figured out the patron, but you she never knows. Told her? No. I. I always planned that if she were to ask me, because I can't really lie to her, I would tell her I wasn't sure. Because I'm not 100% sure, but I am about 90% sure. I um, I have rather a, a knack for history and religious studies. It wasn't a far stretch to assume either Laska or Dolthair. And I'm leaning, considering his um, aesthetic, I'm leaning toward the darker of the two. Yeah, he's not subtle. No, and Laska has not been seen for since the dissolution, so. If you're worried about personal moments and that sort of thing, I'm not that kind of peeping Tom. That's good to know. I was concerned about that, I guess, but... Uh, I was able to write off things like that as of no use to the cult's mission and walk away. Good. 
I really... I don't hate you, Logan. I... I don't. I wouldn't blame you if you did, though. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. You didn't know me before I was resurrected, but before I was exactly like you. Yes, controlled. I was, yeah, I was under the thumb of a lot of people and scared to do anything about it. So, I think that's why you piss me off a little bit. Because I remind you of you. Who I used to be, yeah. Well, if it's any consolation, um, seeing who you are now is rather inspiring. Oh, great. I... My eldest brother, Adrian, he... He's potentially the most like you of my siblings. Perhaps not as rebellious as you have been since your resurrection, but he was the responsible eldest sibling. He had to become a father to the rest of us and submit to terrible things for our sake. So... I do, I, I empathize and sympathize as well, but you, you remind me enough of him that I feel like, I feel like you're a worthy person to help rather than just running off to be safe somewhere else. Because trust me, all I want to do is run away right now but I also realize that I have an immense debt to pay off. And even if I can't be of that much use outside of information, it's still worth trying. And also, you lot are perhaps the most surprisingly friendly people that I've met in a very long time. That's saying something. Yes. Other than my siblings, of course. But the there is a portion of the cult that are people who never wanted to be there but can't get out. They're decent people, but they do terrible things, and they've unfortunately slowly become numb to some of it. Yeah, I, I was starting to get that way when I was with the Arbiters. Yes. And that's why, that's why I had to put my foot down because I could feel it. I could feel with, I, I never told anybody this. Not my sister, not Silas. I 
Sylphie thought I only killed like ten people or something when we were working for them. I lost track, but I'm pretty sure it was in the 20s, 30s. And every time I could just feel part of that slipping away from me. Because I had to, because otherwise I would go insane. <laughs> I know what you mean. And that's why I had that's why I had to put my foot down because I knew one day I was going to wake up and I was going to kill someone and I wasn't going to feel anything. And I didn't want that. And if it means now that I feel too much that I'm you know, kid always tells me I'm overly emotional, sure, but well, or you could be like him and just hide everything. Yeah. I'd rather feel too much than nothing at all. Shut the we'll... fuck up! I'm sorry, I have a terrible brain and you said that and like 700 songs just popped into my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. yeah um, I couldn't think of a better way to phrase it. No, but... you're, it's, it's my um, brain. I am... It's weird. I can't... Yeah. Lucan nods and says, I feel very similar. I, uh, I've been with the cult since I was eight years old or so. Ugh. Um, Sorry, that was... <laughs> that was how old I was when I went to go stay with the Alteras. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? It was. Oh, that's dark. Mm-hmm. But I, I've been with them long enough that I started to. I was very young when they had me kill somebody for the first time. Too young to really understand what was happening, and so I didn't feel much other than confusion then. And then as I realized the gravity of the situation, it it became very, um, shall we say unpleasant. Uh, and then eventually the unpleasantness started to fade away as I refused to associate my targets with living things. And then that scared me. I've seen, oh, how many has it been now? I, I can't even remember. I, 10, 11, maybe 12 Delendanes passed. I, I've watched people sacrificed in horrible ways for over a decade. And every time it, didn't make me feel sick or cringe away, I suddenly got very afraid because I knew they were working me toward the point that I could turn against anyone. 
it's what they do with everyone in the cult. They make it so that you can turn on anyone at any time, as long as the white cloaks say to do it. And my biggest fear was that one day one of my siblings was going to become a problem and I would be asked to take care of it. They did it to Adrian. They made him kill his best friend. And I'm sure they've done it to Elaine, but she doesn't talk about those things. Yeah. My brothers did it to me. Um, Flynn and Rednor, yes? Yeah. I think that was similar but still different. They seem to take, from what I understood about them, they seem to take joy in it. After a while, yeah. Were they different when they were young? I mean, they were just kids. They weren't malicious. They weren't killers back then. No child is born a killer. Yeah. No child is born to be awful or hate anyone. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that you decided to leave. Not just for my sake, but for everyone else's sake. You you did the yes. right thing. Well, considering they were about to execute me, it was about my only choice, but I was planning on it anyway. I um I I did mean it when I said I sort of wanted to join a lot of you, partly to make up for what I'd done, but also because you were all strong enough to maybe help me survive longer than a week. Um, but also because I think you're all doing something very much worthwhile. You started off with much smaller goals that eventually led all of you to this particular path, and you haven't shied away from it, even though it's not your job. I mean, maybe it's not our job. I wouldn't say that we have no investment in it, but... But you know what I'm getting at. This is world-level nonsense you've gotten yourselves into. And it's supposed to be the realm of you know, lords and kings and knights and paladins to fight these great evils and keep common people safe so they can go about their, frankly, meaningless lives, paying taxes. But the lot of you have decided that because it does affect people you care about and just people in general, that it's worth your time, even if there's no great accolades or kingdoms awaiting you at the end. I would expect an order of Bahamut to take up this sort of nonsense. 
not a ragtag group of once nobodies. better than sitting on my ass back in a mansion with the King of the Arbiters doing absolutely nothing to to help. Yes, it is, it is better than waiting for the King's mother to just off you when it suits her. Yeah. She sounds like a real bitch. She is a real bitch. Trust me. I, I caught a sliver of the day you and Sylphie found each other. I caught mostly the end of it and her arrival. Um, by the way, very impressive uh, execution. Thanks. It was a bit of a. It was a bit dramatic, but. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I. Um, I've only seen flashes of her through your eyes. She doesn't seem to stick around very often, but I have seen her in person, and she's just a real cunt, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, with a capital C. Mm. Well, either way, I... I want to help, and I hope I can. I, I'm apparently a good enough caster that Kyla Uravela took interest in me, but I don't think I'm quite on perhaps Kit's level. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you've already helped, and we were able to get that that Highland cult member from living in Volfira, I mean, I'm sure Kit appreciates that. Yeah. I... If I can't offer anything else, I can at least offer about 12 years worth of knowledge. I can maybe pick out people who shouldn't be trusted if I recognize them at the very least. Well, that's not nothing. We'll see. But, um, I, uh, I have a lot to think about. I think we all do. Yeah, we do. So, try not to stay up too late. We'll see. And, um, I do promise, I don't know how much it's worth, but I do promise I will try to help you as best I can and I won't poison you with breakfast I didn't think you were gonna poison me I it was good by the way I did have a bite of it it was good I I quite like to cook it's um it's very relaxing and I find that food is a common language that everyone speaks, even more so than common itself. Yeah. So, I'll have to make you a cheesecake. I don't think I've ever had cheesecake. It's wonderful. It's sound, I mean, cheese and cake together, what can go wrong? I much prefer it over regular cake. Mm. All right. 
And he, like, takes his journal and writes a little note in it. Like, I'm going to go shopping in the morning before we leave. <laughs> okay. Again. Um, but as he gets up and steps around the table, he he doesn't touch you, but he, like, sets his hand on the table, like, next to your arm and says, I appreciate the chance. And... I hope that at some point I can return the favor of you taking a chance on me and quite honestly just your presence saves my life so I am um, I hope I get the chance to return that and I hope I can help you figure out how to get your sister back that would be nice, yeah. Hmm. I think that would settle up a lot of um, a lot of the horrible things I've done, at least a little bit. It's it's not a it's not a like I know, tally it's not system. A bank account. Yeah, it's, I'm just there's nothing else I can do. <laughs> Just, just keep going. Okay. Have a good night. And you apparently if you have trouble sleeping, you can ask Ro. I, don't I know. think that was more for... I think that was for kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> just kind of... And walks away. Alright. I'm going to go up to bed then, too. Roll me a perception check, yeah. Marin. I knew you were gonna do this. Oh, no. Listen, I gotta. <laughs> no. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Uh, you make your way. Uh, to the floor. Uh, into the darkened hallway. Um, make your way down. Shut up. <laughs> Toward you and Silas's room, and uh, as you go to reach for the handle, you are aware there's someone else in the hallway. Ace of Spades is out. I point it. You see, standing at the end of the hallway, where there's a window uh, and no other exits, you see a tall, kind of muscular, but also horrifically thin figure and in a, a moment you think like that's almost kind of silas's build but way too tall and you can't really make out many details about them but they're just standing there silhouetted against the window apparently looking toward you they have this sort of hunch to their shoulders and their arms are too long I put the gun down. Hello, Dilthair. And he takes a few steps toward you, not too close, and sort of straightens himself up to the point where his head is almost brushing the ceiling. Um, and even up close, you don't have that much detail about him. You can see... 
you can see the silhouette of hair like um, probably braids or maybe even dreadlocks all pushed to one side. Um, there's something almost human about him, but it's very uncanny valley. Um, and as he gets closer, you can start to make out that he has almost solid ebony skin. Um, and he's wearing uh, what seems to be just a simple vest and trousers, no shoes. Um, he looks very ragged and thin. Um, and you can see on his skin, you swear you can see stars. And as he looks at you, his face shadowed. You do see features, but you can't see the actual eyes themselves. You hear in a low Thunar accent. Good evening, Marin. I think Silas is asleep. I know. So it's just us, then? Yes. Come walk with me. And he steps past you down the hallway. I go walk with him. Okay. He slows to whatever your pace is. Um, and he doesn't say anything for the first long while. Uh, actually taking you outside. Um, where the entire city is pretty much dark. Um, save for the occasional oil lantern. And you guys just begin walking down the snowy, muddy uh, main road where you don't encounter anybody else to the point where you're pretty sure that you're not really in Erisholm anymore, especially because there are no moons in the sky. Mm. <laughs> um, but you walk along and he has this he has a much slower but longer stride than you. And again, it's just this uncanny valley, like almost human, but a little like verging on Slenderman kind of thing about him. Um, his his legs are long, but his arms are so long that his the curl of his fingers is close to his knees. Um and he has this very boxy, thin, almost skeletal frame. Uh, but as you get a little away from the tavern, he's just looking forward, still sort of hunched a little bit as he moves. This weird, slow lope that's almost a limp. Um, and he turns his face down toward you, as if waiting for you to speak. I <laughs> I knew this was coming too, and now I totally forgot. I, know. I wanted to ask him. Um, thank you for talking with me. And he nods slowly, says. I had planned to eventually. Is there a particular reason you're interested in speaking with me? Mostly on Silas's behalf. 
he... I didn't know who you were until a handful of months ago, right before our wedding. But I am a very well-kept secret. Or was. I did not want to impose. I think you've had... And you, you hear as he speaks, he's very halting. Almost like it's hard to talk properly. Um... I think you've had enough of ghosts and broken gods. That's considerate. I think your entire world has had enough of us. But you especially. I don't want to say that you're wrong. With Silas, he told me you have five debts still standing. Is that right? Yes. Just to make sure it's Kyla Uravela, Cynthia Moore, Votek Lucas. Uh, I forget Kellogg's first name. <laughs> uh, you don't know Kellogg's first name. Okay. The Drow Kellogg and Alistair Altera, correct? Yes. What happens after? What do you mean? After all of them are dead. Then we continue on. This is not a... This is not a contract to be finished. This is a partnership. I give Silas what he needs, and he does favors in return. What if if he decides that he doesn't want that partnership anymore? And Dulthair comes to a slow stop. And while you can't make out all of his features, you sort of see a look on his face like, I knew this was coming. And he turns to face you. Again, this looming, weirdly skeletal, but also slightly muscular frame. Like like the skin is just pulled taut across. Uh a fair amount of muscle. He says, I do not want to let go of Silas. Well, that doesn't sound like much of a partnership then. That sounds like ownership. If I go, Everything he can do goes. 
So you would let him go? You would just take everything with you? I don't know. Silas's grandfather was my partner for most of his life. I met him as a child, trying to right wrongs done to his family. And we continued to help each other until the day he died. Your Silas is different, but also very similar in many ways. He is much more afraid, but much less much less hardened by the world. He has potential. Potential to do what? To make things better in the long run. I don't think... I think getting rid of, get rid of those people that you want him to get rid of is a good idea. It's people we were already going to get rid of. But why did you want him to hurt Lucan? It is not that I think this Lucan is evil. But... He is a loose end and a liability to Silas's goals and the other targets. For the greater good in the long run, sometimes loose ends must be cut. I would have to disagree. If loose ends do not need to be cut, then why do you care about Cynthia Moore? Because she's an <coughs> she's an integral part of the Highland cult. She's not a loose end. She's a moving piece. She thinks she is. She is not. Well, then she is the main player in Silas's misery. That doesn't seem like a loose end to me. That seems in the fabric of his person. I did not say that Lucan Despar had to die. 
I told Silas to remove him from the equation. However you see fit to make him not a loose end. I don't care. And what were you going to offer him in return for that? The same thing he has always asked me for. Further abilities to pursue his goals and protect you. I guess I was looking for something a little more specific. But. One second. thing. Uh, what level are you guys currently? 11. 11. Okay. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, okay. Uh, He has been asking me for the ability to do what his mother does, to see far away what people are doing and saying. I think you mortals refer to it as scrying. And among other smaller abilities, but I see a pattern in what he has been trying to learn. He is trying to beat his mother at her own game. Yeah. Certainly sounds like it. These debts, these goals that you're trying to help him reach, what have you helped him reach before? And he glances back toward the tavern, almost a direct line toward where Silas would be as if he knows exactly where he is. And he says, I have helped him do both good and terrible things for the sake of the common good. I have helped him kill. I have helped him learn to read people's thoughts. I have helped him learn how to torture people with their own mind. 
I have taught him to send across great distances. Every spell he picks up is not a gift, but a boon from me. And I have helped him with tasks outside of magic. I've helped him remove dangerous people. Like who? And he looks toward the tavern again. I don't know if he would want me to tell you. He told me today. He has not told you everything. He told me today that there was nothing he wanted to tell me himself that you couldn't tell me. Make a persuasion check with advantage. Okay. Because Dulthair knows that's true. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, unnatural 20. Okay. He turns his gaze back toward, back toward you and says, He... His grandfather did not die of old age. Fucking knew it. <laughs> Fucking knew it. Silas removed him. I thought he loved his grandfather. He did more than anyone else. So why? For the greater good. A sick, useless old man at the head of a dangerous organization that needed to be stopped. With no one to manage his work for him was a roadblock, not an asset. Silas knew this as well as I did. Yeah, bring in the kitty for a little lightning to this uh, fucking heavy shit. He made yeah. the mistake of walking by me. Yeah. Oh, look at him. He's so cute. He's trying to struggle away. <laughs> like, nah. Speaking of microphone, yell for help. His ears are all back. <laughs> good. Good for a nephew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> No, you can see it in the background. He's just like so pissed. <laughs> Get the stink off. Oh. That's mm -hmm. okay. He didn't. They didn't. They didn't argue. They didn't. There wasn't a rift between them or anything, was there, before the end? No. They were perhaps each other's only source of love and support. 
His grandfather had been a widower for a very long time. And young Silas, the only person he had was a younger sister that he couldn't share his troubles with. So they were each other's confidant and I was both of theirs. So it seems like there's a, there was, hmm. Is there anything else? Anyone else that he? I think you already know he's the reason his father is dead as well. I didn't know that. You did not. I knew about a brother. Well, Silas did not kill his father. Not directly. But the brother, yes. He has been the source of many deaths, but very rarely the executioner. It is something he's deeply ashamed of, but he continues because he, like I, believe sometimes awful things are necessary. You do not share this ideal. I do. I really do. I've had to... I've had to kill people before... for the greater good of everything else, but... Never anybody that I loved... It is not something that most can or will do. Then why make him do it? A necessary evil. Was it a necessary evil to prey upon a depressed teenager and make him enter into some deal that he didn't understand out of desperation? Because that seems really unnecessary to me. I see the... Uh... <laughs> There is not a possibility for uh, a friendly acquaintanceship with you, is there? You seem to have a very different view than Silas and I on what is necessary. 
that's what that means, then maybe we do. There were a lot of things that I thought were necessary for a while for the greater good or for my greater good, and I didn't do them because of him. And I'm not going to let you try and convince him that the opposite is true. Hmm. Don't get distracted by the cat, Taylor. Uh, he nods. Says, I think your mind is very much made up about me. I wish it wasn't, though. Change it. I dare you. What do you think of me is inconsequential in the grand scheme of things? I do not want a fight with you. Contrary to perhaps your belief, I do care about the things that Silas cares about. But, but I have greater things on the line. I have farther reaching consequences to deal with. And I'm afraid that two mortals are quite small in the grand scheme. About par for the course for fucking god in your experience perhaps but we are required to have a cosmic perspective while the rest of you live your lives on this rock and that is why I want nothing to do with any of you hmm. well Considering what I know of other gods, I, uh, I also can't blame you for your perspective either. We have messed everything up. Well, at least you can admit that. Being dead certainly improves your perspective, but you would know all about that. I would. And from my perspective, it's not worth hurting the people that you love for some grand plan. Mm. There's other options. Well, I think 
there's nothing more to be gained from this conversation. But for what it is worth, I have come to care for Silas, and by extension, you and your friends. The people who work with me earn a a a level of care and trust that I do not afford to just anyone. So regardless of what you do next, I will still care for Silas. And I will help him if he asks. I hope one day you care about him enough to let him go if he wants to. He can walk away at any time. Insight check. Go ahead. Insight check on a god. Yeah. You just have a great track record with dead ghosts of gods. Not not with how this conversation's going. Uh, it was a nine. Nine? You're not sure. Yeah. Dulthera doesn't really emote very much. Yeah. Um, but after he says that, he looks back toward the tavern and then back at you one more time and says, I wish you success. Because if you succeed in your goals, you will be making things better for many people. And that is all I want. And he steps away, leaving no footprint trail behind. And you blink, and you're standing at the door to the room in the tavern. I'm going to stand there for like five minutes and shake the the heebie-jeebies off. And I'm going to walk into the room. Silas is asleep. Drunk. (laughs) I'm going to just stare at him for a while. This is going to be a fun conversation. Eventually I'll go to sleep. Okay. Anything Kit did during the night? No. Take up Roe on that invitation? Okay. No, I don't trust him. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. He may be working for Taldonost, supposedly. Supposedly. I don't know. There's something about him that's just weird. Oh, God, I want to keep playing so bad, but it's 10 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so we're like, uh, all right. Again. I, listen, yeah. five hours is par for the course now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll stop there as you guys chill for the night. Well, as close to chilling as you can. Uh, and get most of a rest thinking about the ramifications of things you have learned recently. 
And where you're headed next. <laughs> yeah, you feel great, I'm sure. I but, uh... Good. Good. Yeah. You still well, haven't sent I have me to any because of nobody notes. else does, so... I take some notes! No, I don't. I, 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 don't I come back to watch. Mm, take notes then. I never I have watch to... these again, so... Oh, you don't? No. One day, I maybe, I will go back and watch them, but right now, I don't. I have to, because I miss everything I say. I just let them go while I'm working on uh, on Wednesdays when they come out. That's and, not Yeah. I'm usually listening huh? to author podcasts, like, all day long. So <laughs> I'm catching up on five years of writing conference videos. Oh, boy. Yeah. Actually, it's very That's interesting. Fun. Um, but yeah, thank you all for joining us. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. those of you who have or will on Wednesday, um, that was kind of a, that was a heavy one again. Oh, we need to have like a, we need to have another Arnulf day. Yeah. We just have him pop in and be like, greetings. <laughs> um, and just skeeve us out, but in a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that can happen. If you guys need, like, a breather from all the serious shit, just say the word and I'll make something fun happen. Oh, you know me. I love the serious shit. I know, right but I, I know I, it can get kind of heavy after a while. I want to yeah. fight the zombie form of our horses. <laughs> yeah. That have been resurrected by a dark yep. unicorn. And they're now, like, the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd hope to get you guys to a fight, but because of the long conversations, I wasn't able to. Yeah, but we'll okay. probably have one next time. Okay, we'll see what happens. I already made some adjustments because I knew we were going to Haven the next day. I already chose yeah. my spells for the next day and made adjustments to what I chose for level six. So I'm very excited. Shit, I'm very I'm excited for level seven and level eight because there are some fire slash divination based spells that are really fucking hefty. And like, with the staff too. Yeah, like, if I load the staff in, we're talking like 14 D8 or something. Ah! Yeah. Cindy's going down. Yeah, fucking bye, Cindy. <laughs> this is see, this is why Dulthair and other characters are like, Cynthia ain't shit. Because well, you guys are like you guys are really like hoofing it up there. But we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, you can find the Atlaren Adventuring Company on Twitter at LarenADVCo. And uh, you can also find all our links below to YouTube, podcast shit, uh, Twitter again. That's down there somewhere. Um, and uh, I think that's it for at Lauren. Uh, Astrid, you were Alicia this whole time. Tell us I about was. yourself. Yeah, my name's Astrid Knight. Uh, don't pay attention to my name. I totally realized it like halfway through the stream. Um, yeah, you can find me basically everywhere at Astrid K. Writes, um, except for my website, which is astridknight.com. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. I don't really use my Instagram very much. I never did my personal one either, but. It's there. Um, yeah. And I'm writing a book about D&D. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Thanks. 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 Blake. Avocado. Avocado. Thanks. <laughs>
Uh, I'm Blake Arwolf, B-L-A-K-E-R-W-O-L-F-E. You can find me at Blakerwolf, BlakeArwolf.com. Um, or literally any other social media platform, including Reddit, under that same name. Uh, and I released the first book in a fantasy series in December uh, called The Crystal Eye. And the book two of the series just came out, was it Monday? This past week. Yeah, yeah. it came yeah. out Monday. Okay. Yeah, it came out Monday. Um, I know, it doesn't the, feel like it's February. I, no, it feels like the book came out three weeks ago because I've been checking my sales stats every five seconds since it came out. So, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, but I also have, like, already surpassed half of my page reads that I got last month. So it's, like, it's it's moving up and it's getting me off. Anyway, so... Um, Book two, The Crystal Archivist, came out February 1st. Book three is a little past the halfway point right now. And I have it scheduled for April 26th, but there is a better than great chance that it will probably come out in March. So it should be... March, oh shit. Yeah, and yeah. on January 1st, I scheduled it for May 5th. So it's coming out, like, potentially almost two months early. Oh yeah, we're just gonna keep building. the 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 second book came out three weeks early. The next one's gonna come out like two months early. The yeah. next one's gonna come out like six months early. It's yeah. gonna be great. Yeah. Eventually, I'll be publishing them last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've got that stuff coming out. Uh, it's a six book fantasy series, like dragons, LGBT characters, stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. And Tara and Lex. Tara, Lex, and Dusk. And I'm already and working on a. I'm already no, I'm working I love on Dusk too. ideas for the next series as well. Woo. How about you, Taylor? Tell us about yourself. Hey, hey. I'm Taylor. You can find me on Twitter at T A I Y L O R W A L L A C E. I love that that's my bit now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, uh, yeah, you can find me there under that name. Um, links below, of course, still for all of us. Uh, you can also find me on sonderediting.com. S O N D E R, Sonder. S O N D E R. Uh, <laughs> So, N D E E R. <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> uh, where you will see a portfolio mostly of Blake's work because I edit all his shit. Mm -hmm. um, and it's wonderful shit to be had. So, thank you. Go go pick up some copies. I'm waiting on my copy of The Archivist. Oh, I got Archivist. The, did you order one? You didn't order one, did you? What? No. Okay, cool. Because I, I ordered one for you. So. I mean, that's kind of the deal with how the editing thing works. Is it? But yeah, it's oh, actually I so. It's I was actually just a doing thing. Doing it out of the kindness of my heart, but that's fine. Well, okay, so you kind of are though. There's so if, to anybody who's interested, um, the way it works is you you give me your manuscript, I edit it, and then you pay me, and I give it back finished. And then the the actual deal listed. So Ben, I actually owe you money is that if you send me a hard copy of your book, I will reimburse like the shipping cost, the actual cost of the book and all that shit. I think you owe me a whopping $10 so far. 
Yeah. Because I um, buy author we'll just, copies and they're dirt cheap. So yeah, we'll, we'll just slice it out of the next one. That's why I ask for them is because author copies are dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, but yeah. it's like I, Amazon. So sorry, two random things. One, thank you to people in Australia for being 6% of my sales. I don't know why you like Ooh. me, but thank you. Um, and then the other part is like Amazon changed their stuff recently. So the author copies are like a dollar more than they used to be, which is surprising. And then I'm being charged a delivery fee now on the eBooks because there's a one image in it, which is the map. Wow. Yeah. It's only 10 cents, which is like fine, whatever. But like, I don't, it used to be, you could have like 20 pictures and you wouldn't get charged. And now it's yeah, like one that. and you're getting charged. It's surprising. But anyway, sorry, rant yeah. over. It's okay. Um, but yeah, you can find uh, my portfolio, my services, and all that fun shit. And I'm starting to build a list of resources for authors. You know, once you've edited your stuff, if you want to do some marketing, find a, a copywriter to help you with some of the stuff that's not in the book, that kind of stuff. Uh, I've got resources there. Um I think that's the majority. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot my shtick. If you wanna, if you wanna have a book edited and not give up your firstborn child, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit me up because I charge like a quarter of what most freelancers do because editing does not cost that much. Yeah. So yeah, check us all out and uh, check out. Uh, at Lauren ADV Co on Twitter and keep up with us and the stuff we're doing. Yeah. We, we should have some some fun stuff happening later on this year with like Weesh having her her book out and Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. I said it was gonna come out this year. Oh my god. Oh no. Actually um, I have a really great resource for you if you need somebody to format it and make it look really pretty. Ooh, okay. So that'd be nice. I've, I have no. Friends. Okay. Let yeah, because I know who that person it. is because I want to put their resource in my website. Okay, I can link yeah. you and Joey up. Cool. Yeah, because I have no That's idea how to format anything. Uh, he has vellum, and I've seen the inside of his book, and it's it's beautifully formatted. So awesome. Let's see. Cool. Yeah. So. Uh, We'll catch y'all next week. Uh, forewarning, we're not having stream on February 20th because okay. we're all... I mean, I'm planning to have a staycation. Um, I'm technically so that, doing a go-cation. Yeah. I'll That's bet. called a vacation. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I'll be finishing the editing to send to Taylor for book three. Yay. Maybe I'll be editing. Who knows? You might be, actually, uh, if I keep going at this pace. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that a bunch of shit won't all cram together at once as soon as you send me a manuscript again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because last time was fucking horrible. Every time I tried to sit down to edit, it was like, oh, fuck, this thing's time sensitive. Do this. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. So I'm going to try to get it done even earlier. Um, but we'll see what happens. See y'all next week, 5 p.m. Eastern Sharp, and check us out on YouTube and multiple podcast platforms for 
the VODs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, now I'm done. Bye, everybody. Oh, bye.